Welcome to and Almost Starring, the show where each week we take a film and break down the casting, including who almost starred. I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm like Amy Jo Jackson. And like, there goes your social life. It's Clueless! For better or for worse, out there is a universe where it may seem bizarre, but they were almost starring. Amy Jo, how are you doing today? Pretty well, Jeff. This was a fun one. I wore my most neon pink tights. They you sure, sparkle, you sure they did. shine in honor of this film today. And it's not, you, you said that that way because it's not your only sparkly oh, heavens no. tights or leggings or whatnot. It, it's it's, no. it's of the, the most sparkly. And definitely the most vibrant <laughs> as far as hue. Um, and uh, I, thought I would agree with that. That's what this film like is like a nice pink disco ball almost oh yes yeah. yes exactly yeah yeah um clueless was a comedy written and directed by amy heckerling that came out on july 19th 1995 amy joe what's your experience with clueless had you seen it before i had now it came out if that was 95 what, in july of 95 uh yes so july i was 19th. like going into the seventh grade so i mm-hmm. didn't see it when it came out yeah. um but a lot of my friends were like really into it, but I didn't see it, I think, till like senior year of high school. Mm. So I watched it then. And then I watched it for the second time, <laughs> probably two years ago. <gasps> and then I watched it with you. Yeah. I have, however, seen the um, movie adaptation of Emma starring Gwyneth Paltrow and sure. Tony Collette and Alan Cum- Like all my faves. Yes. If, if, if you are not aware, listener at home, Clueless is soups inspired by. Jane Austen's Emma. Yes. And like, if you know that it's like, even right. it's, a lot it's of the obvious if you same. are familiar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Elton, et cetera. Um, so I, I saw that Emma in theaters, which oh. was around the same time, like 96. I think it's the next year. It's 96. So oh, wow. that was much more. Color me unsurprised. Yeah. Well, that, you know. Everyone is like, oh, we saw the high school adaptation. And you're like, oh, I saw the actual Jane Austen. I could see the same of just being like, like, did you see 10 Things I Hate About You? Uh, no, but I rewatched the Richard Burton and a Liz Taylor Taming of the Shrew. You're saying this like it's a joke. Uh, you're saying this also like I ever well, I'm, saw... I'm also speaking... I'm also saying this as someone who is like, that's what I would do as well, where it's like, wait, you didn't see the, like, whatever, the I'm high not. school... Ver- you didn't see She's the Man with Amanda Bynes? And I'm like, no. No, I didn't. I did not. I... I'm, I've, I've, I watched a boot of the Broadway production of Twelfth Night. I watched a boot instead, co- starring I read Paul the Rudd. Text, um, coincidentally enough, yes, he's for our excellent film today. in the YouTube clips I have seen of that. What, what am I? What else am I thinking of? I did not ever see O. I did not. I have ever seen O. See, I never saw Cruel Intentions, but have I seen Dangerous Liaisons more times than I can count? Yes, 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 yes. I have been listening back to some episodes, and I've discovered to say a hundred percent. So much. Listener, I apologize. Mm-hmm. I will work on diversifying my vocab. Um, but for now, it's what it's what I mean. Um, and I'm trying to think of anything else. But, but I, yeah, I, I definitely like did, skipped a lot of the teen flick versions of things sure. and went straight to the pretentious period pieces, many of which still hold up and I stand by them. But this is <laughs> so fun. And I, I saw it in oh, high school yeah. and I liked it. Right. But I didn't have the appreciation for the writing and the performances yeah. that I do today where it's like, Oh my goodness, they're so good. Yeah, this is such a smart script. It's such a fun mm. cast. Uh, yeah, Heckerling, brilliant, brilliant mm-hmm. with this film. And a film that could like, it could just, it could just so easily be a throwaway and clearly so much more thought and care and like the smallest 
little uh just details just like the littlest lines like what was it again because we were rewatching well, we were it about, today so it was ty's first day when she, she is comes at, in the lunch line talking to skateboard travis right shoe and man. yes travis birkenstock that's it and uh she's coming back Found, to, founder of the birkenstock uh empire yes empire um and so he's she's coming back to sit down with sharon dion but but we first we sit there for a moment with sharon dion and shares like like dion's like are you sure that's fat free she's eating a bagel with cream cheese (laughs) and and she's like yeah and you actually lose weight this way if you cut it up like this yeah it's healthy you lose weight if you cut it up into small pieces like this which is like i it makes sense in the sense of like, yes, well, if you're eating smaller little portions, little bites, then you might not finish the whole thing. Or if but you're chewing it's fun more, to, you're right? But it's fun to imagine that she, what she gleaned from it was like, oh, if I just I can eat whatever I want, but as long as I cut it into itty bitty bitty itty bitty living space, itty bitty bites, logic. then I'll be uh, I'll lose weight. <laughs> I remember some girl in high school. Oh my gosh, same girl who um, didn't know how Titanic ended. So it's the same girl. <laughs> Uh-huh. Would, would like she and one of our other friends went on like a slim fast diet like only drinking that and i was oh. like you know there's not enough nutrients and granted i was eating like three cookies a day in high school i was not like uh one to be giving dietary advice but i was like there's there's not enough nutrients in that you can't just do that forever like why do you think that that's gonna and they were like what do you mean it's like you're gonna drink only slim fast until you expire? No. <laughs> and then another girl in college who oh, man. was just eating fat-free things, but it was and she oh no, yeah, she was just eating fruit. And it's like, but but like no protein intake, no, not even tofu. Right, she was right. like just eating fruit to try to lose weight and didn't like just not from like a yeah. I'm just eating fruit and it's unhealthy and I know it. But she was like not aware that like not aware no, your body right, needs right, other right, things right. to process. It's not like you're, it's not like you're tr- switching for like lunch. I'm only eating like some fruit and some salad like, and that's it. I have an you're, when you're disorder yeah, and I'm not willing to admit it. That yeah, was just yeah, yeah, like yeah. clueless. Shall oh we say? well, how fitting. Uh, and speaking of clueless, I don't remember the first time I saw this, but I feel like I've seen it. I saw it a few times like maybe two three times it might have been a thing that people would like throw on in college or whatever um and then hadn't seen it for a long time until i rewatched it did we not rewatch it did you, did you want to watch it yeah, the second time ago? i watched it i watched it with you oh that, that was two years like, ago two or three years ago oh, okay yeah. I, I thought you were referring to this most recent time we watched it for the, no, no, the no, podcast no, 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 no. i got you i got you i got you yeah and then i hadn't seen it for probably a decade when we watched it two years ago and then Again, uh, when we watched it uh, this time on my birthday. <laughs> Listener, Jeff's a big boy now. <laughs> I'm a Toys R Us kid. Um, <laughs> now, spoilers ahead. If you haven't seen Clearless uh, or haven't seen it in a while, here's a brief-ish synopsis. Uh, Cher Horowitz, an attractive, popular, and wealthy teenager, lives in a Beverly Hills mansion with her father, Mel, a $500 an hour litigator. And I love the, the, the opening is that, like, montage set to Where the Kids in America. Great opening for this movie. But the this camera work. Just like flashing from character to character and like going in a sl- grainy slow motion. I was like, are we watching the real world? Uh, <laughs> in a way. In a way. Also, I love... One of the first things we see about Cher, where she's like, I'm just like any other kid. She's like, I wake up, I get dressed for school. And her closet is, A, set up like a dry cleaners, <laughs> where it you just hit the button and all the clothes, the clothes like slide around. Um, but also she has this computerized outfit generator so to like tell you, like if you hit, like dress me and it's like mismatch. But it's almost identical to, which I believe also came out in 1995, <laughs> the Riddler's little 
thing in Batman Forever, the Jim Carrey, where he's like trying to figure out how to what what's my costume as the Riddler, and he has his computer. It's pretty much like a Dennis Nedry, where it's like, what about this? Well, I'm, I'm the Sphinx, and it's like, it's like, how about this? And then he looks at like, I think it's actually like, um, it is like a little half Riddler guy that's being like, no. No, and then he looks at the Riddler thing. And he's like, "Oh, well, I'll just steal this outfit." And it's like, ding, ding, ding. So funny. Um, also, just <sighs> thinking about like leading up to Y two K, what we were so afraid of and yet fascinated by was like machines telling us what to do and knowing better. And honestly, like watching her like little mismatch computer thing, I was like, "You're never gonna make a real fashion statement if you just do what a machine Ooh, tells you." A good point, but B, I just remember that Alicia Silverstone years later would star in a short-lived show called Mismatch, where it's just her as like playing matchmaker to people and I, which she, is also emma like fancies yeah well herself yes, a matchmaker, of course, of course. I, as, as she is in this it's very it's what she's trying to do um share attends bronson alcott high school with her equally wealthy and beautiful best friend dion davenport who has been in a long-term relationship with popular student murray share claims that this is a pointless endeavor for dion josh shares socially conscious ex stepbrother emphasis on ex they are not in any way shape or form Related. They have never, ever been blood related. I know. And they, certainly are no longer even legally related this, now. This film, I, th- I think it was Fox this first went to, and they were like, uh, no, she can't be making out with her stepbrother. And like, uh, it's not, they're not related in any way, shape, or form, and it's her ex-stepbrother. Their parents were married briefly. Together. But Fox was not having it. Um, Josh, socially conscious stepbrother, ex-stepbrother visits her ex, ex, ex-stepbrother, visits her during a break from college. They spar continually but playfully. She mocks his idealism while he teases her for being selfish, vain, and superficial, saying that her only direction in life is toward the mall. Which I love that she defends herself by saying, among other things, and as soon as I get my license, I fully intend to break for animals. She's driving around this whole movie with just a permit, with no license. Yes. Does that imply that she's just plowing through squirrels and cats wherever she oh. goes? Like, like, when I get my license, I'll break right for animals. Now, right now, I don't got time. I'm too busy trying not to crash into these cars. I'm a danger to every raccoon on the road. Well, I mean, she's, oh, yeah. But she's like so many, at least one side view mirror that she like busts in this film. Like she is think- not. It's like a good two, trucker. or maybe two. it's like a mailbox she takes off the road. Yeah, it's something else. I, th- I think, or like a garbage can or something where she's like, wow, I didn't even that see came that. Out that, of came, nowhere. Right, that came out of nowhere. This stationary object came yeah, out of nowhere. It's yeah. so funny. Um, later, Cher plays matchmaker for two hard grading teachers at her school, Mr. Hall and Miss Geist. She facilitates the relationship between the teachers to make them relax their grading standards. We haven't mentioned that one of those is former uh, podcast actor <laughs> we've discussed. On, our very, on our very first episode. I mean, we haven't mentioned, we, as usual, we don't mention anyone's actor names for the most part well, during these synopses. Well, since I don't think we're but, uh, discussing him officially, we might this as well is this is trail. pop him in we here. Might, we we might, love Wallace We Shunt. might discuss him oh, very briefly at the end. Jeff's eyebrows just the, raised. The pod. But uh, yes, while Sean is so cute. I mean, him and this guy. So, what, what, so cute. How did you refer to them? She was like a she's little... She's a little mouse and she's he's a little, little turtle. Right. She's the mouse and he's a little turtle. And that's her children's book, The Mouse and the Turtle, who they're both they teachers and they fall in love. And awkwardly make out in the parking lot. Oh my gosh. Wait. <laughs> can we talk for one quick second yeah. about the note with the Shakespeare quote? <laughs> yes. The, no, the note that Cher writes as if it's from Wallace Shawn that they leave like, for Misgeist. If they, if Misgeist <laughs> is meant to think that this 47-year-old like grouch of a teacher wrote in this perfect like little cute like, little curly round curly little penmanship that looks exactly like oh i don't know a high school teenaged girl 
then uh, then she's she's not as clever as you would think. Maybe she was, she was not wearing those d- clearly needed glasses, oh. so she could read it. But she wasn't like you know. Also, you know, y- you get a secret admirer. No, no, like, it's true. Well, well maybe I it. mean, she might have thought it was. I don't know. She could have thought it was. She didn't know who it was from. The secret admirer. No, she could have just been like, is this a high school girl writing me this love letter? Maybe. But she clearly. It made it feel good. Caring. You know what? It made it feel good. And it is adorable. Adorable. But yeah, she facilitates the relationship between the teachers to make them relax their grading standards so she can renegotiate a bad grade on a report card. After Cher sees their newfound happiness, she realizes she enjoys doing good deeds and decides to give back to the community by adopting a tragically unhip new girl at school, Ty Frazier. Which uh, I love. The scene where we meet her, where they're... It's like the, during gym where they're like mm-hmm. all Out waiting in line, point. right, to hit like a single ball in tennis and then go back to the end of the line. Um, they're all in these not match like not the same type of outfit, but they all are in black. They're in the same and color white. palette, yeah. right? They all look like they're cosplaying as Beetlejuice. That's all I could think well, of, Amber especially Amber. She's got she's those got stripes. stripes. Um, but that's all I could think of is that they all look like and her. the red hair. It's a real like <laughs> Delia Dietz. Yes, 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 yes. As a high schooler. See our previous episode on Metal Goose. Give it a listen. And also, I did, I forgot until rereading the synopsis that Ty's last name is Frazier. So I'd love if this was if she was actually like the niece of Frazier Crane. I know that's his first name, but I, I just imagined Kelsey Grammer as like her overbearing like uncle, like, oh, Ty, you got to fit in at school. Um, I, I don't have time to talk to you. I'm here in Seattle on my radio program. Oh, but I like flannel. <laughs> yes, it's Ty, with the, who sounds so close to Marissa Tomei, my cousin Vinay. Oh my gosh, um, the accent is... <laughs> You, I mean, it's you so could, good. It's She's so cute. With a trowel yes, Br- Brittany Murphy way. as Ty, just so adorable, good. the cutest, cutest little performance. Um, that 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 Cher and Dion give Ty a makeover, which gives her confidence and a sense of style. Cher also tries to extinguish the attraction between Ty and Travis Birkenstock, an amiable skateboarding slacker, and to steer her towards Elton, a popular and wealthy student. Elton rejects Ty and tries and fails to seduce Cher, which I love because they're like, he just, he's so gross in this, but he like finagles. They're like, no, I'm not going to drive Cher, Ty home from this party. I'm going to drive Cher home from this party. And then leaves her like in this parking lot where she gets mugged, hilariously so, where- At gunpoint, is that hilarious? Well, her little whimpering where it's like, but it's because she's like, I can't, I forget the yeah. name of the dress. And Alaya, I think, where she's like, because yeah. he wants her to like, give me, give me the purse, give me this. And like now lie on the ground and count to hundred. And she's like, you don't understand. And the stress is an Alaya. I don't want to mess it up. Which I learned. Heckerling wrote that into the script because she had a friend whose husband like didn't have a great sense of style. So then her friend like bought her husband like an Armani suit to be like, you know, you're going to dress better. Like. It's honestly kind of embarrassing to be seen with you. Okay. And then he got mugged. No. And the guy this is the same thing. And get on this, he was like, but, but I can't. It's an Armani. But like the way they would, and this is like years ago. So now like the friends were like, oh, we're like, we can yeah, laugh yeah, at the yeah. story. But Heckling was like, it's so funny because it really sounds like he's much more scared of what his wife is going to think that he must up this Armani suit yes. rather than this mugger. So that's what she based it on, which I think that's is so fantastic. good. So funny. And then Elton winds up dating Cher's somewhat antagonist, Amber uh, she's a frenemy. She's a, that's a good way to describe it, frenemy. Because in Jeff. that opening real world montage, they're laughing together. Yeah. But uh, they, she's they very have, like she's very persnickety about Cher's uh, speech and debate uh, wins, which I guess it, I get it if you're like especially when she's against, paired against. Her, paired yeah. against, she's got that incredible uh, monologue talking about the uh, the Hayatins, uh needing to come to America, which was how Alicia Silverstone 
thought that was pronounced. She, that's okay. how she said it the first take. And everyone, like multiple people started to go up to her and Heckerling had to like, like a football linebacker just tackling, stopping, like, no, Come. stop, stop, stop. She's like, I don't want her. I want her to have the confidence she currently has. Yes. If you tell her that, A, it won't be as funny if she just pronounces it as real because it's hilarious for this and so fitting for this character mm-hmm. to mispronounce um that the, the hayatins um but also because yeah that would like as an actor i could totally get being told that I mean like oh god i'm sure i just sounded like a complete idiot yes. where you want to be that full gum snapping like the I, and remember it is not say rsvp on the statue of liberty so when i was in geography class in ninth grade mm-hmm. there was like one project where we had to give like reports as a duo i don't remember what i gave mine on but we each got like assigned a country or something like that it was like not a big deal yeah Oh, these two blonde, oh, no. uh, affable jock girls did a report on Thailand. <gasps> no. And we were all like, I don't, I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> like, that's Thailand. not, um, okay. <sighs> but to be fair, wow. I thought Tandy Newton's name was pronounced similarly. I thought it Dandy. was Sandy for many years. Sandy. Um, but. Like, like someone saying Sandy with a lisp. Dandy Newton. Dandy Newton. Yeah. Um, A handsome new student arrives at their school named Christian, who becomes Cher's target boyfriend. Boy, does he arrive. He really... Oh, man. What an entrance. Hey, Duchess. Why don't you tell me where the best clam bakes in town are? I love... skinny on the... uh... Of all, like, the lingo in the film, I love his... I wish his was the one that would come most back into style, because it's so funny. He's like, hey, doll face it. Hey. Um, It's so, so good. What does he say, like, when he asks her to lend him money? Oh, I don't remember. I what is it? It was like slip me a five spot or something like something that, probably. Like that, or like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Just like, okay, dude. Uh, Cher invites him over to watch a movie at her place and tries to get closer to him, but he rejects her advances. And Murray explains to Cher and Dion that Christian is gay. I would, okay, yes. I would put this as mm-hmm. yes, I guess on one level, yes, he rejects her advances, but I would say it's more that he. Tries to get right. out of the situation as comfortably as possible. I agree. They they handle it well. It's like him just like you see him like slowly realize you're like, oh, you we're not his, like, just friends. You're being like a little. But but I do like that. Then they they stay they stay friends, totally. um, I really which is nice. That it's not that. just being her being you know be very in 1995 especially be very easy for her to be like ew as if and totally. to cut him out. Where instead, as I have here in the synopsis, despite the failure of this endeavor, Cher remains friends with Christian due to her admiration of his taste in art and fashion. Uh, matters. Maybe also he's a nice guy. And you know? and also being a nice Yes, of course that helps. But with Cher, who's You're a right. bit You're superficial, right. she, she's on the safes. It's still very easy to be, you know, Dion isn't nice to her. It's like, would you, what is it? Would you say I'm conceited to my face? Would you say I'm conceited? No, no not to your face. face. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not the, uh, high on the, I think the you know, fashion it's sense true. and appreciation of the finer things in life is a little higher on her scale. I didn't grow up in Beverly at, Hills, at this time. so perhaps yeah. I don't have a real, like, grapple <laughs> on what it's like. <laughs> Matters take a turn for the worse when Ty's newfound popularity strains her relationship with Cher. Cher's frustration escalates when she fails her driving test and cannot change the result. When she returns home crushed, Ty confesses her feelings for Josh and wants Cher's help in pursuing him. Cher says Ty is not right for Josh and they quarrel. Their disagreement ends and with... they quarrel. <laughs> Their disagreement ends with Ty calling Cher a virgin who can't drive. But she doesn't say it like that. You're a virgin. You're a virgin who can't, who can't drive. drive. Feeling totally clueless, Cher reflects on her priorities and her repeated failures to understand or appreciate the people in her life. After thinking about why she's bothered by Ty's interest in Josh, Cher realizes that she loves him. 
But she says like, and sure, Josh is a total Baldwin. Which Baldwin do we think she's referring to? I feel like it's got to be either Alec or Billy. Those were arguably the most well, handsome of the I Baldwins. I think what she's saying is throw them in with the bag of Baldwins that I guess are attractive, you know? <laughs> I'll pull one out. I'll take whichever one I get. That's my Toss him in with the bag. Of, hold on. Let me reach into the bag of Baldwins. Who do we pull out? Oh, 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 oh. it's Daniel. Put him back. Put him back. Oh, oh and now it's Paul Rudd. Oh, we'll keep him. <laughs> oh, it's Adam Baldwin. He's not even a Baldwin brother. He's that racist guy from Firefly. Get him out. Get him out. Get him out. <laughs> uh, she begins making awkward but sincere efforts to live a more purposeful life including captaining the school's Pismo Beach disaster relief effort. I just love that line. Later, while we were learning about the Pismo Beach disaster, I realized I needed a new makeover. <laughs> Only this time I'd make over my soul. Oh, oh I love it. Too. Love it. That's so good. <laughs> oh. Cher and Josh eventually admit their feelings for one another, culminating in a tender kiss. Finally, Mr. Hall and Miss Geist wed. Shares friendships with Ty when, and- what era did you write the synopses in? They wed. <laughs> Most of this is from Wikipedia. Oh, okay. um, So, right. you know, clearly some a time traveler from- A Jane from... Austen fan wrote this. There you go. Some, someone Miss Geist? Someone just copy-pasted the uh, synopsis from the Wikipedia of Emma and yeah. just changed the names. Except for that wedding happens right up top. Also, you. they try to trick you by because shares like and i guess after the, when she's kissing paul rod is like i guess you get to tell us you know what happened next and it cuts to the wedding where you just see the bride and groom from the back go watch clueless look at the back of this groom's head because then they cut to the front and you're like oh it's wallace sean and twink kaplan as mr hall this guy's piece he but from the front he's clearly you know bald. mostly well, bald wallace that, sean like, yeah that right but he does not have enough hair that from the back no. you see a thick black mass oh, of man. Paul Rudd 1995 hair um, that is still going strong today. God bless him, that Rudd, who does not age. Whatever, whoever he made, whatever, you know, demon he made that deal with to never age. Uh, it's working so far. <laughs> Somewhere in an attic, there's a picture of him just like oh, <laughs> decrepit. That'd be great. That'd be, I would love if they did like a, a picture of Dorian Gray adaptation, but he's playing himself. He's still playing, but he's still like aimed with Paul Rudd. He's like, he didn't realize that that's what he did. He's just like, oh, I just thought I bought a cool picture of myself. <laughs> um, but, but the picture looks so ugly. So I put it in my attic. Wait, what? What? That's a real <laughs> statement on the cluelessness of oh, some so men good. today. So you good. Know? Love it, love it. Uh, Shares friendships with Ty and Dion are solidified. Ty and Travis are in love after we see him pull off some killer skateboarding moves. I mean, he doesn't fall, which is more than I could say for myself. <laughs> I once, I once had like a birthday party. I was probably in fourth grade, and like someone got me a skateboard, and I was like, "The heck am I supposed to do with this thing?" I was like, "I could barely ride a bike." You know what? That'd be good. You just put snacks on it, and then you can like sit, snacks. sit like across the room from someone and be like, "Hey, you want the chips?" And you just like pass them that <sighs> mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. That's my immediate oh, sure, first sure. thought. <laughs> well, you know, if you can't skateboard, that's the, the natural second thing, that you, the second uh, most sensible thing you do with one. Yeah. Uh, and the film ends with Cher catching the wedding bouquet, after which she and Josh embrace. The end. <laughs> the, end. <laughs> the, the casting director of Coolest was Marsha Ross, who was also the casting director of such films as Romeo and Michelle's High School oh. Reunion, Ten Things I Hate About You, The Princess Diaries, and previous episode Enchanted. Real, real eye and ear for comedy. I don't Absolutely. want to say because it may not have been clear earlier. I totally saw Ten Things I Hate About You. Yeah, but I also rewatched yeah, yeah. the Burton Taylor Shrew. Sure, like, that know. that was the one that I 
watched it a lot of because that, that kind of hit like the time the appropriate I, what, time, yeah. right because i came out i think 99 so i was like 12 which is like the time when we were all like watching right. starting to watch teen movies and being like what's the deal with all these teen stuffs going on um opposed to like i never i never saw and never will see unless we're doing this episode this uh, podcast uh, never been kissed and like stuff she's all that well, stuff like that i didn't see she's all that that but i did see never been kissed mm. you know sometimes and, you're in and, high school and you go see a lot of movies sure i get it before we get into casting, I want to talk briefly about the origins of Clueless. Heckerling said, quote, I went to 20th Century Fox and they said, we want you to do something about teenagers. And I thought, I'm so tired about doing stuff about teenagers because she, of course, directed Fast Times at Ridgemont High. It was like uh. the, her first film that like, really put her on the map. Um, but they said, we want you to do something about the in crowd. I thought, I'll do it if I can make fun of them. <laughs> so we developed this script. It was a pilot for a TV show. And it was about this girl that was completely happy no matter what happened. And I was really getting into that kind of character, but nothing happened with it. They passed on it. They didn't get it. And a number of things were sort of falling through. I was just getting very frustrated. So I switched agents. And when I had my new agent, they said, what have you been working on? So I showed Ken Stovitz, one of the agents there, this pilot. And he said, this is too good for TV. You should make this into a feature. And I started to think, what's the larger context for that kind of a nothing can go wrong, always looks through rose colored glasses kind of girl? And I remembered Emma, which I'd read in college. So I took it out and reread it. And I said, unconsciously, I've been writing an Emma-like wow. character because I've always loved it. And part of it had sort of stored away in my brain. So I really related to her and got into it. And the plot was so brilliantly laid out in Emma. So I tried to take all the things that were in this sort of pretty 1800s world and see what would that be like if it was in Beverly Hills. Love it. I think that's so great when you, especially when you like realize you're like, oh, clearly I'm influenced by this thing. So let me just make it bl even more blatant and like go full tilt boogie yeah. into it. Um, also, apparently the original title for the proposed TV show was No Worries. Then, because Heckerling apparently picks a new title with every new draft that she writes, then it became I Was a Teenage Teenager. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real um, Amy Jo Jackson kind of title of just like, what's something really... What's the dumbest thing I can... What's really dumb right. and also... That's pretty fun. Little, That's a pretty good title. Too much. A little, just a little, little much. A little much. Um, once it was then transformed into a film script, it was briefly called Clueless in California before finally being shortened to what it is now, Clueless. So let's move on to some of the actors who were almost cast. Now, some of these people may have auditioned. Some may have just been discussed by casting. This is all a little subjective. And as always, I have looked up all the actors in advance. And Amy Jo is hearing it along with you, listener. I don't listener. even know a thing. <laughs> For the very first time. So let's kick it off with Cher. 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 Amy Jo, your thoughts on the Silverstone? And who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? I think... That Silverstone is wonderful. She's so funny. Totally. The VO is impeccable. <laughs> like, and well, I mean, also so much of that is the writing. Yeah. Um, but it's a, such a nice, like, callback to Emma, you know, to like a first person narrator type thing. Um, she's so charming. She is so likable and a character I should hate. Yeah. It's so, ah, man, it'd be so easy to find this character completely insufferable. Uh -huh. Even when you're like, yes, now they're trying to be better. Well, it's the bare minimum you can do, you airhead. Yeah. But you still like her, even though you're. she's so... She, I mean, because she's, she's clueless. Yeah. But she just fully embraces that. Like, it's, she's never malicious. There's not a malicious bone in her body, really. No. She's trying... She's either just, like, too self-absorbed to realize, or she's then, when she's trying to do good, she's just doing it, like, going about it the wrong way. Yes, absolutely. You know, when she's, like, 
clearly Ty and Travis Birkenstock. I, I always have to say his last name Birkenstock because it's, it's so funny. Stupid. But clearly they like super they into each other. Together, and it's like, yeah. who cares that he's like kind of a stoner skater boy. But like in her mind at that point in her arc, right? that's what she thinks she's doing to like do a good deed. Yeah, totally. So I think she's fantastic. I, yeah. I you know, I haven't really seen her in, in that much else. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I I've only of... seen her in this and Batman and Robin. I don't think I've seen her in a single other thing. I think something else, but it might have been like an ep of a TV show that I don't recall. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but regardless, like, she's so charming, but I can see yeah. also why it was hard to live up to this. Partially, yeah. there is something that, like, I remember reading some interview with uh, Zeffirelli about his <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. Uh-huh. And he was talking about Maybe it wasn't with Zeffirelli. Maybe it was with Olivia Hussey, who was the Juliet. But like, yes, the 1960s. Yes, Romeo they were Juliet. so young. Right, um, right, right. What's his name? My mother will be so sad. I can't remember his name. <laughs> she thought he was so cute. Some, someone Whiting, and then Olivia Hussey. Hmm. Um, but they were so they were able to throw themselves into it with such abandon and not be thinking like this is one of the most important roles in all of history yeah like you're just less self-conscious you're young enough that you don't you you have like that like you know devil yeah. may care like i'm just gonna throw myself of, in it's a different version of like when you watch the harry potter films in sequence there's a yeah. couple of films where we see all of them start to realize like oh i should have craft and they're bad where they're right, just right. not very good because when they're kids, they're maybe not brilliant, but they're just there's an ease about that that they don't understand. And then they get better at acting when they're older. It's also like, well, I'm signed up for these films. I'm I'm gonna do them no matter what. It's like it's really on you, unless the the directors are like, we need unless you have a director. Know, well, you, like I think it's Alfonso Cuarón who took over for Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah. He was the first one to like really push them. That, that's when they were like, oh, we can't just be having fun. We actually need to like try. Yeah. But you also look at someone like Emma Watson and you think mm. about her subsequently. Like she clearly yeah. is like in a lot of ways, very much like Hermione. And someone like that is going to be someone who's very interested in that. So I think there's an aspect of that to Silverstone's performance where it's like Hmm. that kind of confidence. And she's she's got great comedic timing. She's charming. But I, I do think part of it is just like, you know, lightning striking at the right time. Yeah, um, a great combination of performer and the yeah. writing. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. She she was eighteen at the time of filming, so that's really yeah. you're like, I don't know any better. I'm just gonna completely go full yeah. tilt into it. Just in terms of things where it's like, I don't know, like I I don't know how it might just be such a brilliant performance that it's such careful modulation, but a lot of it feels well, like with Hayatins, like some of the things that are just yes. like she's just going like full tilt for the things. Like she's not asking like, how do you pronounce this word? She's like so confident of like which works to perfectly. pronounce it incorrectly. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. Just like her sweet, like her cute like, little puppy dog whining, which like, I wonder how much she's like, I'm going to do, the, I'm going to make this choice. And how much of it is like, well, I feel like, you know, this dress is like the most, one of the most important things to me. So this is how I'm expressing like distress. And it comes across as like this hilarious, like little well, I'm cocker sure spaniel. she was like held by a of good director who course. also knew how she wanted her material to be played. Absolutely. But a gr- with great direction. Clearly a director that had like such, such a great eye oh, and so ear for what these kids could bring yeah. to the movie and wasn't just like, here's what I want the movie to be. But like definitely, because she, Heckerling, uh, audited classes at Beverly Hills High School to get a feel for what the actual lingo was and would like interview students and then all the actors auditioning and then that were cast, she was like, well, what's like the lingo? What's the slang? What's like the jargon that you're using? And would incorporate as much of it as possible mm. into the script. So As If was popularized within the LGBTQ community, specifically by lesbians, is where she like pulled that from. Wow. Like apparently in 1985, like high school lesbians were going like as if. So she like loved that and gave it to Cher, which I think is... Which then like made yeah. it mainstream. I know. Wow, it's wild. You know? Well, wild. All right, so as far as some other thoughts, I have a mm-hmm. lot of really obvious choices here. Uh-huh. The two most obvious choices for, like, contemporaries 
are obviously Reese Witherspoon and Heather Graham. Yeah. They yeah. both do a lot of similar things. Absolutely. I think Silverstone is still the best choice for this particular totally. character. But those are, you know, other other women who are making similar films with similar characters and playing yeah. off this kind of dumb blonde thing in the same way. Totally. A little too young for it at the time. Hmm. Um, I have Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. Who, yeah, definitely who a little too young. also does that daffy kind of thing. She's, she's closer think, to my age. I think jumanji might be 95 because that's like the first thing i saw her in mm-hmm. and because she's also in i think that's true because because she's like much younger in that interview with the vampire she's like yeah. a ch- 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 child and that's yeah. like 93 and she's she plays young, young amy but, but in the I, little women that came out in what was that oh, like 94 yes yes, yeah. yes so she's definitely too young but not by a ton yeah. you know probably by about like five yeah. years no totally if yeah if clueless was made in like 98 yeah 99 i think she'd been like for it. more like drop dead gorgeous right in the bullseye oh of course of you course, know? Of course. and then a little later than that a fun choice would be amanda seyfried yeah so good. She's so funny. She also is someone so who's good. really comedically skilled. Yeah. Those big eyes. If it was made just, 10 years later, if it was made yeah. 2005, right, the year after Mean that, Girls, perfect. That dippy kind of like yeah. optimistic, fun, sexy, naughty, but you like, <laughs> you just like her so totally, much. Totally. I think she would have a That's great, great. I love those options. Thank you, um, She's like just a bit too old at the time but like honestly who compared to like how how old some of the cast members were yeah um i because we just watched romeo michelle for me the first time ever recently mira sorvino and that i was just like god should have been so good to share but i was also like you know who else you could have had um who would go on to be paired with paul red again is elizabeth thanks i think would have done a great job too she's so funny yeah but she also has like an edge to her i feel like she'd be a really funny amber Oh, sure. You know, she yeah. just does that kind of like. Of course. That I just think of her with, you know, in Wet Hot American Summer. It's just like, yeah, I want to see that <laughs> everywhere. Sure, sure. So before we get into the alt casting, according to Interview with Magazine, Heckerling said she had her eye on Silverstone thanks to her role in Aerosmith's crazy music video. Quote, her performance in the video, I believed everything. I just went crazy for her. So when I handed the scripts in, by that time, the crazy video was out and I videotaped it. I gave it to the studio and said, think of this girl when you read it. And they said, oh, Liv Tyler. And I went, no. <laughs> Um, meanwhile, my friend, the casting director, was saying, you've got to see the girl in The Crush. Well, it's the same girl. <gasps> they didn't realize they were both talking about Alicia Silverstone. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> fantastic. so young in her career. She had, like, a couple films. The Crush was, like, the biggest. But I think that's so funny that they're both, like... That's amazing. That's also just an indication that it's, like, yeah. the material and the actor were meant to meet. Totally. Um, Silverstone apparently didn't officially audition. A lunch meeting with Heckerling is what got her the part. And I had heard this forever ago. I couldn't find it again in my research. So this is kind of uh, hearsay, but um, I've heard that what really cinched the deal for Heckling when she knew that Silverstone was the perfect choice for Cher was because she wouldn't pick up her drink from the table to sip from it, but would lower her head to sip from the straw without touching the cup. And Heckling found it so incredibly endearing and perfectly Cher, which if that's true, just envisioning that is such a like, yep, that is exactly what that character would do. Um, Like a little drinky bird just going down to your glass. But I totally get where like you want the person who just is the part, not the person who's like, I can act this the best um, necessarily. Of course, you do amount of like me and you are like please please actors I can, can act can they can act. do so many things but there is also a certain amount i had a friend describe it really well one time when she was talking about some role she went in for at some off-broadway theater mm-hmm. for a theater she'd worked for before so they all knew mm-hmm. her and like yeah. she was on good terms with them but she was like i'm not gonna book it i got a call back but i'm not gonna book it she's like there's mm-hmm. two roles that are appropriate for a woman of like my age range yeah. she's like and i kind of sit 
emotionally in between the two. She's like, I can act yeah, either one. Right. Great. But it's New York. But they're going to be able to, well, she's like, they're going to be able to find right. two people who just kind of live more in those yeah. pockets. Right. And, and, uh, so anyway, I just think it's fascinating all this kind of totally. thing. It's like, what gets a person apart? What is it yep. that makes it click for someone? Yep. Oh, is it the way that you sip your drink weirdly <laughs> as like a little teen, like bobbing? I mean, she was al- already clearly of wanted course. her. So I feel like, she, you know, it's, but that was just like the, I think that was just like the cherry on top. If that is true. Once again, that is what I've heard, I but I, like I, I didn't that, see but it like from I don't know if you told Lang, me but... that or if I also heard that like, mm. many moons ago. Maybe, maybe. Um, all right, let's get into it. Let's the other it. actors that were up for share, uh, right off the bat, ding, 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 Reese Witherspoon. What am I, with Heck Garling. I They're the same age. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. I didn't either That's until wild. this very day when I was like, who's the same age as a, what? Wild. Yeah, Reese had a few roles in the early 90s. Her real breakout role was probably in 96 with the movie election? Fear. Oh, Fear. Yeah, Election, I think, was even later. Election, I think, is like 98, 99. Mm. But that got her like a Golden Globe nomination, And then I when's think. Legally Blonde? Is that 2000? Like 2001, yeah. I believe. But that, I mean, that Election is what really launched her. For but the sure. first time that people were like, oh, hello, this new person on the block was, mm-hmm. was Fear. Because I think Fear was like a modest hit um, with her and Mark Wahlberg as like... A shout out in the in the flick. I know. Paul which I, Marky, Marky Mark. Mark. Oh man, we're, we're trying to get Marky something. Mark. Like Marky Mark could possibly care about planting trees. <laughs> oh, sick, bro! I, you know, for my community service, I gotta plant trees because I accidentally ran over that big old oak tree in the center of town. <laughs> and now I gotta plant all these smaller branches <laughs> to make a new garden grow. Uh, um, Sarah Michelle Gellar was offered the role. But I thought had... of her, but just thought she wouldn't be quite as as uh, breezily delightful as Silverstone. Uh, I can see. I get it. I get. It. I mean, it's hard. You know. I get what she was up for. Yeah. Um, she was offered the role, but then when they were trying to figure out the schedule, she had to turn it down because uh, she was doing All My Children at the same time, mm-hmm. and they would not work around. Uh, I mean, a soap opera. It's you're, All My Children. You forget it. Well, also just a soap opera in general. You're filming like so much. You're filming like. Yeah. A billion pages a day where you're like going, if you go to IMDb to like any soap opera, try they don't even bother giving you seasons. They're just like season one, 3000 episodes where they're like, we don't even, we can't even, we can't even process this because you have episodes like every ding dong day of the week. <laughs> um, Alicia Witt met with Heckerling, which I feel like you might know her best as she's the redheaded student in 88 minutes with Al Pacino. She's the one running around. Wow, with I him. don't even remember that. <laughs> Yeah, I like Alicia. Witt. She's in she's in like random things. She was in the last season of Arts in the New Black and um, Urban Legends and like some nonsense. But uh, she's very very charming. Um, in 1995, she was in she played Gertrude Lang in Mr. Holland's Opus. Oh, now I know who that is. Yeah, I just I read that. Joanna I was like, oh right, Gleason you've definitely seen. Up. Oh, that's that's good, young Joanna Gleason Isn't casting. It good? That's good. That's good. Uh, Carrie Russell met with Heckerling. Oh, sure. Which is before she broke, because Felicity started in 98. Yeah. Um, which I was like, what was Carrie Russell's first film credit? It was Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. Oh, boy. Which I sure saw in theaters. So did I, baby. <laughs> Angelina Jolie was considered, who feels like she lives nowhere near share no. no not that you not that as we you know not to be hypocrites like of course you can act that but it feels she feels so more hard-edged yes i uh, anyone who's not right for share i think like are they an amber mm. like that's immediately she might even be more of a dion like uh, like as far as an attitude goes. like i was thinking like even it'd be so different but like even she's a little too intense for it, but even tie. Yeah, exactly. Um, totally. Especially like if we take right. her her wardrobe from hackers into account, being like, we well, need to get rid of those rash guards. Well, speaking of, she couldn't be doing clueless. She was too busy doing that other classic high school film from '95, Hackers. Oh. <laughs> 
Well, we all won. Oh, I know. Speaking of Emma, Gwyneth Paltrow was considered. She's also the same age. Yeah. I was right. She's just not usually quite so ditzy. She's the same age? As as one she, of the, she's she's born around, I I don't know I look okay. so many of them are like almost the exact same age so she's wild. Well, she's just, roughly yeah. the same age as either Silverstone or like Brittany Murphy. I mean I know it's just Hollywood's obsession with casting actresses so young. Um, because ninety five she was doing seven, which is like she's like I'm Brad Pitt's wife, like I'm a grown woman, a po- like opposed to them being imagine like if she had done both of seeing her in seven and also as this like high schooler yeah is always so bizarre to me mm. so bizarre but uh she of course then would go on to do emma in 96 yeah. uh which i thought was so funny she's wonderful in that yeah this one was very surprising to me considering the age zoe deschanel she's but i think oh no maybe i'm i'm wrong i'm thinking maggie gyllenhaal is around the same mm. age as all these yeah these I, th- other women. I think Zoe Deschanel's a little younger little but she, younger. she might be like maybe she's, 17 or 16 she's so very funny though she's I great feel like she'd be very charming yeah but like her her first credit of anything is an episode of Veronica's Closet in 98 and then almost famous in 2000. But so like she was not coming. It wasn't like, oh, well, she had these little bit parts. Like she was like a had no She's credits. So wonderful and almost famous. I forgot about that. I haven't seen that movie in so long. I oh, don't even remember do her. Rewatch. She's very charming. Um, She's I would totally sister. watch it. That could be potentially an episode. I feel like I checked it out for a special Ooh. episode and there were like a couple people. But I was like, oh, well, yeah, this will be fine. But there's so many other movies to get we to as well. We throw on but... Clueless in, in college. We threw on Almost Famous. You throw on Almost Famous? We oh, threw yeah. on Almost Famous and Fight Club and, and, oh, sure, and sure. Yellow Submarine. And <laughs> we were an eclectic uh, bunch. Uh, yeah. I was just like, please, please, anything but Newsies again. Oh, thank goodness. I've only seen that once in my life. It was at the party in college. And I was like, well, Good for you. this is enough for me. It's a fine film. I can appreciate it more now in retrospect, but it's because people were obsessed with it in my high school I, going I into college. I understand. More high school, especially. But like going into college, there was at least one or two times that I was like, I had to watch this so many ding dong times. I can tell you how many times I heard a young tenor sing Santa Fe in a class <laughs> with a yearning, strained look in his eyes and between his brows, you know? <laughs> I, I will say it's pretty good music. It's pretty it's good. Those Fargo songs and okay, King Disney's. of New York still yeah. slaps. <laughs> Oh, this king of New York, Bill, Bill Pullman. This he's singing a bop right here. I'm the king of New York. <laughs> Look at that. Oh man. And finally, Tiffany Thiessen. I know she. I, I did have a lot of Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Uh, I was like Elizabeth Berkeley. You can't do this movie, but a lot oh, of the rest of them could. Yeah. You know who else occurred to me? I I don't think it would be as. Because this, this is the same year as Showgirls. I think it was. Yeah, 95. Because yeah. we yeah. talked for Too Long Fu. We talked about uh, right, right, Kyle right. McLaughlin. Yeah. But um, uh-huh. I did think of Melissa Joan Hart as like, sure, just based yeah, on yeah. the stuff that, because listeners, sometimes we will watch <laughs> terrible Christmas movies. I tell you, Melissa Joan Hart does at least one a year. Hey, um, make that money. Yeah. Oh, hey. Um, you know, but there's one with her and Mario Lopez called Holiday in Handcuffs. Ooh. And then there's another one. What is it, a, a great very, one a very, with Barry great. Watson and Marissa Jenna Winokur called A Very Nutty Christmas, where Barry great. Watson is a little nutcracker ornament who accidentally comes to life. And Melissa Joan Hart- Not an ornament. No? A full nutcracker. Oh, he's a nutcracker. I'm sorry. He's a Remember nutcracker. Remember the Drosselmeyer, this oh, course, random course, course. German in, um, is like, and, oh, yeah, you could have it. His, uh, I don't know why suddenly he's, he's Austrian. Uh, apologies, <laughs> listeners. But Oh, man. She's got like this little nutcracker and it comes to life as, uh-oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Well, I of. just can't stop cracking these all these nuts. <laughs> um, and Melissa Hart is his baker who's trying to like get all these cookies made. Um, and it's so stupid. But of all of like all the terrible, terrible, we have watched it multiple times. <laughs> like Hallmark Christmas films, like all these dumb, dumb Christmas films. Uh, that's the one that I'm like, I could put this back on. That we've watched, we watched once with a group of friends, with the purpose being of like watching ter- dumb 
bad or yes. nostalgia watches like that a mom for christmas oh, no, with olivia newton john which is yes but it's still that's a fun bad yes a mom um, for christmas which my brother and i would watch like she's a mannequin from a department store that comes to life if you can find it on youtube which i think you can you i think know, that's how we watched it and it's a watch because it is amazing amazing but uh a very to christmas then we but then we're like oh two weeks later we had to like take off all the decorations on our tree and I was like, well, we've already watched our huge Christmas film. We've already watched Home Alone. We've already watched Muppet Christmas Carol. We've already watched Die Hard. Die Hard. Do you want to put on a very nutty Christmas and again? I was like, works for me, kid. But anyway, she's around the right age and true, true, true. blonde. Um, but going back to Tiffany Thiessen, I found this amazing. Uh, because Saved by the Bell, the college years, had just wrapped in 94. But Tiffany Thiessen wasn't available for Clueless. Because when Shannon Doherty left Beverly Hills 90210, producers wanted to add a new cast member to the beginning of season five in 1994. And you know who turned that role down first? Alicia Silverstone. So Tiffany Thiessen was then cast and then joined 90210. Wow. I think... Like those, like, it's that's wild. what fascinates me. That's really why I wanted to do this podcast is because those tiny things were like, Alicia Silverstone is like... Yeah, sure, I'll do this TV show. And because you're doing that, you probably wouldn't have been av- available to do Clueless. Nope. And then maybe Tiffany Thiessen would have done Clueless. And it's not like Alyssa. I mean, Alyssa Silverstone is now popping up in things again. Like, um, she's in that movie The Lodge that came out last year, this horror film, and Killing of a Sacred Deer. She's in, she's, she's in stuff again. She's been working. Of course. She's she's always working. But it's still like, so it's not the same as like, if it was not it's, Reese Witherspoon. Exactly. It's not like if Reese Witherspoon started yeah. Clueless and you're like, oh man, imagine if Reese Witherspoon and Tiffany Thiessen's career switched. If Reese Witherspoon was on 90210, is bananas to me to imagine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those were all our actors up for share. Okay. Okay. Uh, so let's move on to to Dion. Uh, Stacy Dash, who was uh, the? I know, I know. Not the performance. The performance the is lovely. I'm talking about the yeah. contemporary yeah, yeah, yeah. human. Yeah. But what did you think about her as Dion? I th- I think she's she's lovely. She's no. fun. The like she wears those. Ridi- she probably has. She and Amber have probably the most ridiculous costumes of anyone. I'd in agree the film. with that. And it almost is like they had Tim Burton on costume design. Like some of these outfits yes. are really that hat she first enters. Oh, that flat, that upside down flower is pot is tra- delightful. That wicker flower pot <laughs> is tremendous. But she wears them with such confidence and aplomb, yeah. and um, and I think she's charming and and sweet yeah. and funny, which makes it sad. Yeah. 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 Less said about her, the better. But yes. uh, well, who else would you cast if you had to cast someone else? Well, I looked up. So here's the deal. I, mm-hmm. I mainly looked up other black actresses who are of a contemporary okay. Similar, age. Similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know why that couldn't be an interracial couple, uh, you know, but um, I'm glad that we at least had some people of color in principal roles in this film. Yes, I agree. Um, So like someone who immediately sprang to mind is someone who also probably was also a little too young, mm-hmm. Um, but similar and like did some teen films and everything is gabrielle union oh sure yeah great um but again thinking about like if she's i don't actually know i don't actually know what year she was born in but if Mm. she's more close to kirsten dunstan age oh wow i didn't realize that well because they'd bring it on oh of course of course course. so i i don't know that she is she might have been Mm. older than kirsten dunst but regardless like i thought she'd be really fun yeah um i was like oh you know who would wear the crap out of those costumes is lisa bonet Oh God! Yes. Would she not yeah. look a sensation? Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. And uh, then I don't know that she was working at this point because mm-hmm. again, like some right, some, we didn't have like all these people's teenagers. But Aisha Tyler is very funny. Yeah. 
Yeah. And also, like, looks ferocious. She's great. This so. is very true. This is very true. Um, the other two people that came to mind that I would have loved to have seen is, of course, Taraji P. Henson, yes. who's amazing, yes, who's yes, three yes. years younger age. than Stacey Dash. Stacey Dash was, like, 10 years older than everybody else. I know. She's, I think she's the oldest member of the cast. I believe she was. So I've written down. She was born in 67. So yeah. And, and um, like, like Brittany Murphy was 77 and Alicia Silverstone was right. 76. So. Yes. Yeah, so, so I think she was... Uh, Paul Rudd was born in 69. I, know. So I think Stacey Dash was, was like Rudd. 27 or 28 when she was making the we film. We were talking about when we were watching that scene at the diner. Yeah. It's just like, she looks... Same age. I mean, yeah, exactly. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Those like she's, little kids. Right, exactly. Um, but, 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 oh, but Taraji P or Regina Hall is oh, someone yeah. who I would have love to have yeah, seen yeah, who yeah, also would have yeah. been like the right age for uh 90, playing high schooler in 95 um but let's get into who actually was up for the role first okay. up was lauren hill actor oh, and singer yeah yeah yeah. um who's an actor is probably best known for sister act two as yes. uh, as rita which i have not seen i've only seen the first sister act oh i've only seen it like a couple times which for mm. a lot of people is a sacrilegious thing i know for a, lot a lot of people, people love the, the t- love the second community mm. particularly because it's like a choral thing. Yes, a lot of musical theater people are right now furiously tweeting at our non-existent at, at our non-existent Twitter account as we are not on Twitter as of this moment. No, we are not. Um, so put down your put, put down your phones. Yeah, feel free to send them. I don't know who you're sending. I don't know send who whoever is a normal star on Twitter. That is not us, folks. So I don't know if someone is like, how come they don't answer my tweets? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I haven't. <laughs> Come um, I uh, I hadn't thought about that, of course, because I still mainly think of her, you know, as a singer. Iconic singer. Iconic singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and also, which was fun because they just co-starred in Little Fires Everywhere. Carrie Washington was up and for she's it. She's like the same. Oh, she was up for it. Yes, that's she what was I'm on saying. my like longer list, but I will. I, I didn't mention her because mm. I haven't seen her in that much stuff. So I was like, right. I don't know how funny she is. So I didn't want to just like randomly yeah. recommend her. I mean, I'm, her I'm mainly actually. used to her. Like I, I saw her in one play and little fires everywhere and like a couple like film things but i am used to seeing her more as like a very like a serious drama actor mm-hmm. but um she's great in everything else i don't see any i've never seen right. her be bad true but uh, I, I just really don't know yeah. that i've really seen her in much of anything yeah in her watch scandal right um, right 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 but um but yeah delightful yeah. and then she has a better legacy yeah but they were they were uh her and Reese Witherspoon were on like a, I think it was like a BuzzFeed interview together where they both like either realized at the same How time funny. or they were just talking about it. But uh, they're like, oh, we were both up for Clueless. Like, can you imagine like, if we did that together? I know. And then Little Fires Everywhere is uh, Alicia Silverstone and Stacey. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Uncomfortable? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. But let's keep it going with Josh the Once again, X X stepbrother. X step. Step. Um, what do you think of that Paul Rudd? Do you think he's got a future? You Paul think he's who? got a career? What's Huh? Yeah, more like a Paul Dudd, am I right? <laughs> that has never been said about him before and it and will never, never be will said be. again. Love that Paul Rudd. Um, Love him. I have here, I, I have like one other <laughs> possible option. Sure. But what I have, and I meant this even if it were to be made today, still Paul still pa- Rudd. <laughs> It'd be a little creepier if it was yes, Paul Rudd today. Yes, he clearly he clearly has <laughs> aged, but barely. He just looks right. more tired now. Yeah, he, and he does look like a fresh. Just you've like, been burning the candle at both ends, tall child. That's exactly right. <laughs> Quote John Mulaney. Yeah. yeah, no, he does in this movie look very fresh. Yeah, you know, like just like oh he's so young well it's crazy it's because for like 10 years after this film because he just had like the littlest bits of baby fat around his cheeks so then when those like dripped away he looked younger because he had like then cheekbones totally so for like a decade he looked younger than he did in Clueless and then he went back to like he still never regained that baby fat he just 
he's got that painting in his in his attic that he's just doesn't realize is the only thing keeping yeah. him alive today. It's the only, <laughs> only thing holding him together. That sack of bones. Um, <laughs> he's so wonderful. I had forgotten until we were watching. But I, they're, and he's by the pool reading Nietzsche, oh, wearing man. all black. And, all black. And like those with black the sunglasses. sunglasses. And the light little goatee trying yeah, to poke trying its to way out. goatee. Oh. But it was very like uh, Kevin Klein in A Fish Called Wanda. Yeah, yeah. Meets his character in his one uh, episode guest spot of Veronica Mars season oh, three. Oh, Paul, Paul Rudd on Veronica yes. Mars, yes. Oh man! Oh my gosh! Where he really the highlight of that, uh, that season three season. of oh him is gosh. that dr- like drunk fellows rock star. Rock star. Oh, it's God. so funny. He's so funny in that. Um, but yeah, so he's wonderful. Uh, like the one other option I was like, mm-hmm. maybe yeah. is Josh Charles, um, who oh, I just yeah. loved from sure. um, Dead Poets. Dead Poets Society Course. days, and was still wor- I mean he's still working yeah. now. But so like he he's someone that seems like could have been up for it yeah i could totally see that totally see that um so paul rudd had a few tv credits but this was his first film technically because it was the first film released he filmed uh halloween six the curse of michael myers which is a big dud of a film that's a paul dud of a film not necessarily him but uh (laughs) but clue then he shot clueless but clueless came out first which uh is probably a good thing that he had this hit theaters first but that's crazy to me that this was like the second film he ever shot well he's very talented jeff he sure is he sure is um and and for me i was like the other two people i could think of would be adam scott who's also yes. like i think in 95 he, he was he was still stuck in like a four episode arc on boy meets world where he was like i do not want to be i remember him in an interview saying that like none of my friends watched it so they were just like oh aren't you on that kid show <laughs> And he was Whereas, like, well, not anymore. I was only four episodes as Griff. And it would have been so <laughs> um, cool. Right. Or, uh, which I mentioned before, but it's also like, I, I kind of tied them together. Maybe because they both wrote for Jim in the office, Adam Scott and John Cho. Um, because it's like, he's the ex-stepbrother, but like, he's not Mel's kid. So he, yeah. there's no reason he has to be white. He could, exactly. be, anyone, could be anyone. Um, And John Cho, I just love. And I could so see him being like, I'm planting trees and I'm doing, I'm like doing all these good things for humanity and just being like that, like. So like eye rolling, but still charmed by Cher. Yeah. Um, uh, so also Paul Rudd was mugged during filming no. and had his backpack stolen, which held the script to the movie. Oh, come on. Man, you're, you're like second film and you're like, um, excuse me, Miss Heckerding, I, I, I lost my script. It, it's 1994, they, so they, I don't have a PDF of it. They made, he stole my backpack and then he made me lie down on the ground and I was like, no, no this not is my, t-shirt. this is, this is an, uh, an what is that, a, a, a lie address? A lie. Not my, not my lie address. <laughs> this is Machismo. <laughs> Um, so first up, Jeremy Renner was up for this, which, uh, I mean, you probably don't know him as well. I mean, Her- Candle on Succession. No, no, no. Hurt Locker. No. The Town. No. And Hawkeye in all the Marvel films Absolutely are not. like his big things. Who's Candle on Succession? What's his name? Uh, Jeremy Strong. It was I Jeremy. Believe. I was halfway there. Yes. Yes. Technically you were half. Oh, you were halfway there and living on a prayer. Yes. Uh, yes. 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 No, Jeremy Renner. Yeah. He, which is interesting to think because his, well, his film debut wound up being in 95 with National Lampoon's Senior Trip. Mm, skipped it. Maybe not held in as high regard as Clueless as is, that other high not? school. Yeah. yeah. That's the double feature for the classic ah. 95 high school films, Clueless. And uh, hold on. Let me check my notes again. What's this called? National Lampoon's Senior Trip. Mm. Right. Right, right, right. Um, But 
it's interesting because he would then like kind of uh, not turn his back on, but it's he he went on and did like some really weird indies. Like he did an indie playing Dahmer that he in two thousand or two thousand one, which he got like a lot of acclaim for. Oh, that was before we had um, the true crime boom. Yeah, and that certainly helped him because he was like still a relative unknown when Catherine Bigelow cast him as the lead in Hurt Locker, and he got an Oscar nomination for lead actor, and then it wow. led to him. Getting the town, getting, you know, Hawkeye in the Marvel films. See, this was all um, when I was in college, I think, right, that that right. was happening. And I was too busy <laughs> to be watching sure. the flicks. Right. But if he had been cast in this, it's like, would he then have gone on to do, I'm going to now do this like small indie serial killer movie. Or would he have then been like, oh, you're I like. I want to do something very different. So rom- I'm yeah, do- like do, doing romantic comedies or doing, I mean, look, Paul, all the comedies Paul Rudd does, who the few times I've seen Paul Rudd do dramatic roles, he's incredible, but he just does it so rarely. And I wonder if it's just like, well, he lives, people want to see him. He's as a comedic funny. presence. How many times have I reenacted him in Wet Hot American Summer with the tray. <laughs> like, if I drop something on the floor, every, every day, it's a ev- good ev- opportunity. To every day, I, I ask you if you wouldn't mind picking up all the utensils that you sl- that you that you, that you slammed oh, onto the uh, floor, and you make a big show about like uh, you uh, you take twenty minutes to pick them up, and then you put on your sunglasses and look at me like. And then you walk away. And you know what? I still love you. So it, it works out. But uh, I, re- I got to tell you, listen at home, I really wish you'd stop doing that. <laughs> well, if you want such a stick in the mud, Janine Garofalo, maybe we'd get along fine. That's a good point. It's a good point. If I if I, if I stopped uh, emulating Janine Garofalo and dating David Hyde Pierce, then maybe we would have a, 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 nor- a more normal us. relationship. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, wait a second. That sound means it's time to play a quick round of Two Truths and some. Why this is the one it makes sense for, but I just didn't expect <laughs> the way it works. Two of the following actors were up for the role of Josh. One was not, and Amy chose to guess which is which. Your options are Zach Braff, hmm. Ben Affleck, hmm. and Matt Damon. Fascinating. Okay. So, because I never watched Scrubs, but I now understand that the gentleman who played Murray is one of the Donald Faison. Yes, yes is, is, is Turk on Scrubs. Okay, so it's like he's like a the second, the second. Principal. He's like the second lead. It's okay. like the two. They Got they it. now have their own podcast, Fake Doctors, Real Friends, because they're like <gasps> best after Scrubs. They became best friends in real life. I so they now that. do a recap uh, podcast of Scrubs. Fake doctors, <laughs> real friends. That's a great title for a pod. Okay. Um. So obviously, like he and Zach Braff. Well, not obviously, but if they're like residents around the set, because isn't it like residents on Scrubs? Yeah, I think they, they like just grad. Graduated from yeah, med so school and they're like just around the same age. Yeah, I think like, they're, I think they're supposed the to present as around the same age. Yeah. So, and then we know that Damon and Affleck are around the same age, even though wasn't Damon better friends with Casey or something awful like that? Well, I don't know about that. I think I think Damon and Matt Affleck were like best friends. That's why they wrote Goodwill Hunting together, okay. which I think is the next year. I think ninety six is Goodwill Hunting. Wow. <sighs> yeah. Maybe ninety seven. Gosh. How you like damn apples? Tasty. They're, they're good. Delicious. It got him an Oscar for best screenplay. Got them both careers. This is. Okay, okay. Interesting. I think the fake one, the some guy, is Matt Damon. <gasps> ding, ding, ding. You are correct. Woo! My track Woo! record is getting ever so slightly 
slightly better, just creeping up yes, towards neutral. Yes, yes, yes. Zach Braff and Ben Affleck were both up for Josh. Uh, Zach Braff's film debut was in Woody Allen's Manhattan Murder Mystery in oh. 1993. Because mm-hmm. he talked about how he had no idea what he was doing. And if you look at the film, he's like, you can just see me as a deer in headlights. Oh. Um, until like, even with Scrubs, it was still like, I'm now the lead of this learning on day as I, at like 27 26 however old he was by then um and ben affleck in 95 had both mall rats and some movie called glory days oh, um because mall rats there and then he started his friendship with kevin smith and right, yada 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 Amy. Yeah. exactly exactly um totally dogma jersey that. girls and ben affleck worked dogma. with kevin dogma smith dogma i saw a bunch of times Alan Rickman was of course of course that's the same with me i was like i have no need to see any of these kevin smith films except dogma because you got alan rickman yeah um yeah 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 um but i mean clearly paul rudd is the best choice yes but i the reason i went with matt damon as the some guy is that like even though he is funny he's someone who i perceive as more funny in interviews mm. as opposed yeah. to like affleck and braff both have that kind of like wisecracking kind of energy though is yeah. what paul rudd also brings that that works really well for totally like, Oh, I'm just putting up with this kid sister. Right, X right. Step X, sister X, kind step of thing. Kid sister. Um, true, true. Uh, moving on to Ty, played oh. by Brittany Murphy. Uh, Amy Jo, what do you what do you think of Brittany Murphy as Ty? And um, who would you cast if you had to cast someone she's else? Wonderful. She's so cute. She's, she's so, so cute. good. Those little cheeks. She's so funny. Seventeen. Seventeen at the time of filming, and she's like, like slays the time. Kills timing. it. Kills that it. That line when she she says the line about the herbal refreshment, and then and then they don't get it. And they're like, oh, like, we, oh have well, lunch l- in like we have lunch in like minutes. yeah, we, we don't have tea, but we got we coke, coke and stuff. stuff. Oh it's my like, god, you guys have coke? You guys yet? got coke? It's like, oh, well, sure. This is America. <laughs> which that line i got sooner than i got the herbal refreshment line that took a few more years for jeff to understand like oh i get what you're saying oh my gosh it's just like her the way she like jumps in and like Mm. oh my god you guys have coke here (laughs) just like so funny her energy is so excellent she's such brilliant casting i i don't know where she's from or anything about her with regards to that Mm -hmm. but like the accent work she's doing and the kind of like like Queen's energy, she's yes, 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 yes. Beverly Hills, yeah. California, yeah. is fantastic. Totally. She's so charming. She looks like totally at home in the like uh, the Jinko flannel yeah. look. Oh yeah, and also yeah, the cute uh, like, like preppy look. Up, yeah. Like, oh, I can wear these knees. I really, sure. I really want that tro- that t shirt of the little troll doll <laughs> that she has at the beginning. I would totally wear that. You would totally wear that. I would totally wear that. Um, who do I have? Oh, I have. I have people who are all over the map as regards to age. So a contemporary one who I think would be so funny is Beanie Feldstein. Oh, sure. She's very funny. Also, we saw her in Hello Dolly, which was, yeah, she was much more, um, it was much more, it's a period piece, you know, she's doing that mini fay, this kind of like that giggle and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think she's much more at home playing like someone in charge, but like, I think she also would sell that arc really well, you know, of, of turning into like mean Thai. Yeah. Um, let's see. I have, you know who I think would be so charming and would play, she's so funny and she'd play that like nerdy thing Mm -hmm. really well. And then obviously we transition into an absolute stunner is Rashida Jones. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because she's the right age to do it around yeah. that time. And she's oh, yeah. just, I, I can see her being so awkward <sighs> and doing the physical comedy of all of that. And then, like, sure, coming into sure. Her own. I think that'd be really charming. Yeah. Um, Sandra O oh as well, similarly. Mm. Also very, love, love very that funny. Sandra. We love. love. And then this is a very different kind of take on it, but she's um, in the right age range. She's, I mean, she's 
not nearly as uh, she's she's like a few years older than Brittany Murphy, but Melissa McCarthy. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be very charming. She's, sure. She's such an incredible actor. She you really know? is. Yeah. And she's so funny. Yeah. You know, when you were talk mentioning like the Queen's accent, um, who you may what, I didn't I didn't even thought of before, but I was like, oh, also. Which you should really be mainly sanding off those hard edges and then bringing them out once she gets popular is Natasha Leone. Oh, oh. Who I could so see just the mess of curls. So great. And the like grungy, like flannelly yes. energy um, with that like that hot accent that I was the best my favorite is just the russian doll just like like why are you stepping on me like a cockroach like a why are you treat me like a cockroach yeah um so good that's, i could that's, also that's great totally yeah. say um so none of these people were up for tie but here's who was uh well way oh. to really lay it on that i failed <laughs> hey you got two truths to some guy totally correct and um i got at least one of the yes shares. you sure did um oh and also, I love because Ty insults Cher by calling her a virgin who can't drive. And Murphy confessed later that at the point time of filming, she was a virgin who couldn't drive. So she was like, oh, man, this is really. <laughs> I've really got to act for uh, this one. Yeah. Um. So uh, Leah Remini was oh, up oh, for it, yeah. which I'm like, oh, the accent is also that like hard, like t- totally. that tough, like New York accent. Um. Who she was twenty four at the time of filming, so a little older, not as old mm-hmm. as the as Stacey Dash, of course, um, who's also in Glory Days with Ben Affleck and in ninety five, mm-hmm. and uh, had an episode of Friends and an episode of Diagnosis Murder, Ooh, um, which is crazy show. because King of Queens started in ninety eight, and it's because she's like so tough and has, and that has that hard accent that I never clear realized that she was then uh, math. 25, 26, like 27 when she started King of Queens. And I'm, mm. when, she, when I'm like watching, I'm like, oh, this is a, you know, someone well into their 30s. Someone who's a grown, grown, grown up. Uh, opposed to like, no, three years ago, you were up for this uh, high school, this like I, little I high school. I will say one of the things that yeah. works well about Brittany Murphy being so, so young. Yeah. Is she does seem kind of like a puppy that it makes sense. They'd be like, oh, this is my new pet. You know? I think she, I think she's supposed to be like 15. I think she says she's turning 16 because she's definitely supposed to be young. She's supposed to be younger or I think she, or that's right. The joke is that she's only like a month younger than Cher because right. she's like, I'm um, whatever. Someone I'm turning, I'm older. turning 16 in like April. And she's like, and oh, well, like, I turned I was six- born in April. Uh, right. So I was, like someone who's Oh, older. that's right. May. And, and I was born in April. So someone who's older. It's like the, you know, ha- having like your, your twin brother who's born like 10 seconds mm-hmm. behind you where you're like, well, when I was your age. <laughs> I'm older than you now, see. Uh, and. Also, of her tie was Alana Ubach, who I wasn't as familiar with. She is no, she's probably best known as playing Serena in Legally Blonde. But recently, she played Judge Janine Pirro in Bombshell, and she is the voice of Mama Emelda in Coco. Oh, so she's the one like over in yeah. the Land of the Dead, who's like yes, still does. furious with Hector. Um, now, Janine, do you know who real life Janine Pirro is? Ish. Okay, well, she's awful but um the mm. accent yeah well I, I it's like oh okay well clearly yeah. if she played that there's a part of her that is like oh she's got I that trade in this. that accent is in real yeah, life because yeah, i was looking yeah, up someone yeah. to make sure i was pronouncing her last name correctly and it was like bef- it was like five questions with alana ubach and she was like hi there how you doing i'm alana ubach <laughs> i was like oh boy i love it but then i was like oh of course because leo remini also has a very that similar hot uh yeah hot uh hot accent which is great which would have been great for the role but i i think she's a little older closer to leah remini as well so and it, it, you really do you get that like such such tiny you little tiny little puppy her. dog energy i know i know um let's keep it going with elton Jer, who uh played by jeremy sisto amy joe what'd you think of elton and uh who'd you cast if you had to cast someone else 
Elton is a trash bag. He really is. He's a joke. Then when he is like also a snob, I'm like, you don't get to be all those things. (laughs) I know. Um, but I think the actor does a wonderful job of conveying those things. Um, um i have written here this is what i wrote in my notes Uh uh-huh i had to google young hunks of the 90s for this app uh for this role in particular had to sure well when i was just thinking like man you know if people are like monitoring my search history they're confused potentially (laughs) all she keeps looking up is like which episode did this actor appear in murder she wrote on and then hunks from the 90s. Young hunks of the Not just hunks. Young, young hunks hunk. of the Because I was like. Did you Google young hunks of the 90s? Yes. <laughs> it's in my search history now. I wrote, there forever. It's, I met that. So because I want to be like, right, right, right. Who was doing all the. Mm-hmm. Like, like who were like the writer strongs. Sure. Right, so right, like right. one of my first thoughts was Andrew Keegan, who you are less familiar with, but yeah, you weren't I'm, a teenage girl in the 90s. I have heard that name before. We what? have talked about him. Talked about him. He um uh maybe runs a cult. Is he that person? But anyway, Yikes. he he um had a, a What young hunks in the 90s run cults today? Probably more than you'd think. Good. But he um he had like longish, like, you know, the the hair. Oh, wait. He's in 10 Things I Hate About You. Yes. Yeah, he's the D-bag yes. X. Yes. That's right. That, that, like the, what a Bianca wants to date. That's right. Yes. That's and right. He's, yeah. He, I remember he looks like a real joke. He plays a lot of I would be surprised if he started a cult. He's a couple Apologies of... if he has. It's, uh, allegedly. Allegedly started Alleged- a cult. I don't know. I don't have my phone in here. I don't know. Um, but he also had like a two episode arc on mm-hmm. um, Step by Step. Oh, How do I know yeah. this? Did I watch every episode? Obviously it was TGI. I watched so much of Step by Step. And he dated the middle- daughter the kind of tomboy daughter oh, yeah, who was yeah, like yeah, my yeah. age uh-huh, uh-huh. and like they're making out in the car mm-hmm. and like the dad comes <laughs> i was like what are you he's like we would just suck in face oh my god <laughs> he's like sucking right. face i forgot that is that was that an expression Duffy? it sure is I, for- I forgot that that's an expression people use as more so in the 90s was sucking suck face. face hey want to suck hey babe want to go out to make out point and suck, suck face because i'm romantic oh, boy. like that Anyway, I'm so, I so thought, romantic like that. I'm so romantic. I thought he'd be a great choice. Uh, you know who else is a similar age is James Marsden. Oh, you want like sure. a young hunk because you want you want a young hunk of yeah. the nineties. Yeah, you want someone who like you would see her being like, he's a great match. Right. Like she just happens to not be into him yeah. because like that's her choice. And then you reveal that he's a super yes. jerkish snob. I also have like I have all the obvious choices. I have Mark Paul Gosler. Oh yeah, why you know, not? Yeah, sure. Similar. You need someone with that floppy hair. I'm sure after just finishing the co- the Stay by the Bell, the college years, none of them were like, "We cannot go back to high school. Yeah, we're sure done. We're done. True. We're yeah. done." But he still could have done it. Uh, JTT, yeah. you know. He oh, okay. Been, he might have been a smidge young, but not by much. I think a little young. I think he's like a couple years older than I am, so he may have been a little young, but mm. still. Um, yeah. Ryan Philippe. Oh, sure. Strong, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, douchey energy. Yeah. This this is also one that I think Adam Scott would have been possibly even oh, better at than Josh. So good. I completely Because he also can really do the jerk yeah. mode so well. And then this is this is someone from a different time. But I mentioned mm-hmm. this to you when we were watching it because the voice reminded me of it. Yeah. Like a baby Adam Driver. Oh, yeah. I hear that so the much. The voice was, because that guy's Absolutely. voice is surprisingly low. And then yeah. it's just kind of like. Yeah, he'd also, I think... He, he does a fair amount of voiceover. He, he'll do other stuff. Oh. He's still, he's, he acts all the time. He oh, does yeah. a lot of stuff. But he, like, especially, like, he does a lot of voiceover because he's got that great, like, yeah. deeper, deeper Adam voice. Driver's also quite tall, which clearly mm. this guy is too. And I think there is something about, like, yeah. 
the the threat in that scene in the car where he could physically overpower her if he wanted to right that's useful yeah so i think yeah. having someone who especially on camera where it's harder to tell when someone is really long-limbed like that like that yeah. guy is clearly tall you know <laughs> yeah and because uh, he's always like hugging her from behind in a really right. creepy possessive way I forget there was some like not, not even a review but like article someone's like post about marriage story just talking about <laughs> what a great showcase of how t- how how Adam Driver is too tall. I'm just talking about like, look at the tall man trying to fit all those limbs into his <laughs> rental car, and they're just so like he's too tall for this kitchen. Look at him. <laughs> oh my gosh, this just made me think. If he had been in this movie, and Carrie Russell, weren't they? Oh, they, were in, in, they were in Burn This on Burn Broadway this together. together. They sure yeah. were. They sure were. Yeah. Um, and also what what he reminded me of, Jeremy Sisto, uh, was he been too old for it in '95? But he reminded me so much of young Christian Slater. Specifically in like oh, Heather's they era. They reference Christian Slater. Lots of pop yeah, culture references. Yeah, so much. I could not believe that. <laughs> this is now with Tu Wong Fu. Two, two, two 1995 yeah. films referencing Mel Gibson. Um, because what what was it in this one? Oh, because Hamlet. right. At least they're not talking about Mel Gibson being. At least it's not like he's a total Gibson. I mean, the Baldwin's yeah, are also I mean, problematic, but not as much as Mel Gibson. I know Mel Gibson because I yes, love yes, Mel yes, Gibson. Yes, 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 exactly. That's but um, but they don't actually like. This is yeah. true. This is true. It's but but that that is a great moment where Paul uh, Paul Rudd's uh, like college lady date friend. or lady yeah. friend is just like as Hamlet once said, said to thine own self be true, and she's like, I'm pretty sure that Hamlet guy didn't say that. And he's like, uh, no, no. She says Hamlet didn't say. Oh, that. that's she's right. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm. I remember Hamlet. Correctly. Well, I'm pretty sure I remember Mel Gibson, and he totally didn't say that. That the Polonius, Polonius guy, guy did, <laughs> which is good and a great way to be like, oh, you know what? She's actually smarter than you think. She's yeah. just, you she's know, never really had to apply. She's herself. never had to apply herself. Is only the problem. Yeah. Um, great. So there's only one other actor out for Ellen. Oh, Paul Rudd. No, <laughs> but we know he does really well. Yeah, so he also I mean, sure. Funny in this, it would have been just more like Wet Hot American Summer. It yes, would have been just yes. that, like, ugh. It tastes like a burger. I don't like you anymore. It tastes like a burger. I think because we get so much of that Paul Rudd later on in life that it's of nice course. we get like romantically. Yeah, absolutely, Rudd. absolutely. Also because otherwise we might have a real boring, boring guy. You mean for Josh? Yeah. 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 Well, we could have had Zach Braff or Ben Affleck possibly. Or, which or, of them? Um, fine. I think Ben Affleck. I think he could have actually done an okay job. I think you could make fun of him for like the you know just picturing him with that little goatee and all black reading yes. Nietzsche. You're like, oh yeah, you want to laugh but at this guy a bit. If you want someone who's a little more uh, sympathetic, I think you go with Zach Braff. Yeah, but I don't. I, I it's hard to see Zach Braff like really have that kind of swagger. Sure. Of uh, being able to, I'm making my sandwich and I'm like, oh, hey. I'm drinking like, orange juice from the Right. Can, can, you, can you think of something for us to do to like help mankind? Was it? Ah, sterilization. <laughs> such a good line. I think I yelped when oh. when it came this time we were watching it. As did Brittany Murphy as Ty, where they're like sweet little like. <laughs> Great. So let's move on to Christian, played by Justin let's. Walker. Who, Justin Walker. Yes, this was his first film. And he uh, he doesn't act anymore, but he, I was curious. So I looked him up on the wiki, and he is now partner and CMO in DraftSir.com, which is a fantasy sport wagering website. So sounds like he's doing a just okay. Great. Um, but what do you think of Justin Walker? And who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? Dollface. Listen, listen, D- Duchess. Listen, Duke. Um, I think he's wonderful. I mean, it's a weird, it's a small ask. role. Yeah, I mean, he comes. He come. He's. You got to make a strong impression. He's in the movie for like fifteen minutes, and he yeah. doesn't come in until like fifteen minutes in. It's not just the look. So this is this is the character in the Gwyneth Paltrow Emma. Yes. That is played by Ewan McGregor. 
Right. So right, like right. you need to come in, you need to be someone who is like kind of like electric. Yeah. You know, and I, I think also because the writing for this character, I love so, the writing for this character, but it love is it. Weird. I love it. it oh, is, sure. It is specific, <laughs> which, you know, it takes a particular kind of person in yeah. that age bracket to be able to pull it off. And I think right. he's great. They have yeah. him styled fantastically. He's just I love that he's a combination of James Dean, Marlon Brando, and because they reference it like directly the scene before luke perry yeah. as as being like oh Cher is saving herself for luke perry yeah. why she's still a virgin um he, that, he's fantastic yeah. i also just because i work a lot in the burlesque scene and and i know mm-hmm. quite a few burlesquers who, who who they are on stage is not that different from who they are off stage they're like apartments look very much like a particular point in time that is not today mm. you know they like have their fans they've handmade on the wall they're they're like burlesque like feather fan type things that they make so like to me like you see his car you see the lingo and the hair and the pants and the belt you know it's like this is a guy who is committed to this aesthetic and i respect (laughs) you know so i have a lot of totally different thoughts that would yield well not a lot i have a few that would yield very different results the first one because this is a guy who most reminds me of this guy and obviously Mm -hmm. he's way too old by this point Mm -hmm. is peter mcnichol (laughs) he's just like the same kind of like slight he's the same kind of slight guy you know, he's maybe not going to pull off the swap kind of he, thing, yes, but he'd be look, very funny. Look-wise, he is a similar height, but just because we just rewatched Adam's Family Values recently with him, him and Christine Baranski. When was the last time you saw Sophie's Choice? Counselors. Um, I've not seen Sophie's Choice. Well, I'm not saying it's let's always, put It's it been on, on my tonight. list for 20 years. It has been, like, back when back when Netflix was exclusively, like, mailing you DVDs in the mail, it had been, like... That's how I saw it. Just hanging around, like, number 10, and as it would inch closer... Other films would get added to it. The, they're like, oh, oh, I gotta watch this first. And I've oh, I've just never been like, oh, you know what I want to watch tonight? Southeast so choice. choice. No, it's number one. You're like, you know what? I'm in the mood for to just pop on for some yucks. But it is beautiful, and he is. If it's if it's wonderful. up, if it's your choice, you're rarely gonna choose Sophie's Choice it's as true. the film to watch. It's true. But it is it is really really excellent. He's wonderful in it. I mean, obviously, it was like the thing that of launched course, him. Of course, of course, of course. Um, and he's obviously also much younger in that, and just mm-hmm. much more like wide eyed and sensitive. And yeah. like he's the writer. You know, he's the cipher. So I feel yeah. like if you knew that Peter McNichol, you might be a little more inclined. I mean, he's also he's there's also oh my gosh, there is a fairy tale theater episode oh in which he is the lead in the boy who left home to find out about the shivers. Oh whoa, um, and that's a much one just compared to like other fairy tale theaters. You're like, and this is the one about the Frog Prince, and this is the one about Rapunzel, and this is the one about I'm sorry, say it again. The boy, the boy who left home, who left home to find, to find out, out about, about the, shivers. the shivers. He couldn't feel fear. See. Turns wow. out what he was afraid Must most nice. of was love. Oh. See? Anyway, he's he is like kind of a little wisecracking in mm-hmm. that. I feel like uh, it's between those two very young Peter McNichol performances, which uh, with which Fair I'm enough. most familiar, that I could see that. Sure. So there's that. A much more contemporary one, and I do have quite a few Booksmart references in here, is Noah Galvin. Yes. Who sure. I have known since he was, gosh, like, like 14, 15. And, oh, wow. You know, he's... He's very funny and very talented, and I feel like yes, he's he's, he's like the the one of the two that are like the head of the drama the department of Booksmart. He was also the like the lead of the Real O'Neills. He was like the mm-hmm. main kid. He um he is one of the replacements for oh, Evan Hansen. Dear, Dear Evan Hansen. Hansen, he was he was one of the Evan Hansons. I believe he dates Ben Platt, original Evan Hansen. Oh, in real life? I'm pretty sure. Oh, wow. Oh, I didn't realize I'm, I'm that. almost positive I'm correct oh. on that. Another option. This is much more '90s, and this mm-hmm. would be very different. But yes. this would be leaning more into someone who. If styled correctly, I think he'd, okay. he'd be... Love it, love it, love it. 
more mysterious, maybe less like, hey, is uh, Heath Ledger. Ooh. Because that's a, someone yeah. who walks into a room, you're like, well, I'm interested. Absolutely. I mean, talk about 10 things I hate about you. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like, hooba hooba. hooba. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then one more, this is also very different, but more contemporary take. And it is um, this actor whose name is Travis Tope, and he uh-huh. plays Kevin McLean in season two of American Vandal. So he's like the Vandal in season two. So he is he's the guy who's accused of all the crimes. Oh, if you've seen spoilers for it's on the first two. episode, you know that he's the one who's accused of everything. Oh, I'm sorry, accused. I thought you were saying the one who was who was the Vandal. No, he the one who is quote, accused unquote, of being the okay. Well, that's a like little, oh, okay. Right. He's he, just like yes, in yes, yes. season one. I gotcha. I I know who you're talking about yeah. now. Yes, the he's awkward very, like, affected. He talks about tea. He loves he loves a, a nice corchata. He corchata uh, corchata. That's right, corchata. Yeah, uh, he, yeah, he yeah, wears yeah. Like, I hear you. Uh, I hear like you. Like a, a cap. Yes, you oh, know, he's, a jaunty he's just a cap. An awkward duck. Exactly. It's just he's so particular. Is he fruit? Is he fruit ninja? He's the guy that like you'll you'll throw fruit at him and he'll like karate chop it down and he's known as fruit ninja. It's just a bit of a. Weirdo dork. But yes, doesn't, exactly. isn't aware of being a weirdo dork. Mm, yeah. um, but so, I can easily see him. I feel like, like yeah. that would transition well to this yeah. kind of performance of like just something heightened and stylized. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So those are totally, my totally. thoughts. Love them. Love them. Um, two people Tell up me. for this role. Right off the bat. Once again, Jeremy Renner. They were going to say Paul Rudd. And I was going to be like, oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. So. Um, but number two, Paul Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> are you serious? Yes. <laughs> it would be a much more self-conscious. I know. Just because well, Paul, well, Paul Rudd, Rudd is such a comedian. Of course. You know? But Paul Rudd was like excited to audition for it because he was like, oh, a gay character like that's got dimension no, and it's totally. like has like these layers. And he was like, oh, that's cool. But then they were like, ah, no, that's not going to work out. So yeah, Paul Rudd was just working his way through all. Whatever the gets you the cast. job. Kid. I know. I Whatever know. it takes you to book in it. I mean, yeah. But I mean, uh, between the two, between them, I was like, I think, you know, I'd still go with Justin Walker. I think he did a really He's great wonderful. job. And yeah. um. For whatever reason of why he doesn't act anymore, I hope that's like a good choice for him. That it wasn't like whatever. Sure. Yeah, I hope he's doing good. Working at a draftsy.com. Um, let's keep it going with Murray, played by Donald Faison. Uh, what'd you think of Donald Faison? And uh, who'd you cast if you had to cast someone else? So since I have, I think only seen one episode of Scrubs that mm-hmm. you had me watch years ago. I don't remember. That. I think we watched the pilot together. The pi- we did. Oh, maybe. I oh don't that know. sounds. Oh, that sounds right. Well, maybe like, like let's find did. something new to watch. So like, let's see what you think of this. I should have had. I should have had you start with the musical episode. What was you thinking? <laughs> um. Anyway, so I don't really have a relationship to him as an actor outside right. of this film. I think like he's he gives a very sweet and charming performance. Like you pointed out when he. He does that little thing where he's like kind of ragging on Dion and then like sticks his tongue out. Well, well it's great because he's like, because he keeps calling her woman and she's like, stop calling me woman. And he's like, I, I'm going to awfully paraphrasing, like, but it's like. slang is becoming a more. Uh, right. The, ver- the vernacular. Ver- yes. The, the vernacular of, 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 yes, of like female identifying terms is like uh, playful, but not necessarily uh, misogynistic. misogynistic and like whatever. And then he's like, Bleh, and then like wanders off and you're just like. But it's not mean. No, it's but funny. it's like such a like great, like, let me say this very astute and like pithy thing about yeah. it where he's like, oh, what, what an intelligent thing to say and then punctuate it with a yeah <laughs> yeah i think he's he's lovely oh he's so fun and i mean i watched so much scrubs and love 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 him mm-hmm. on that show as turk um yeah i yeah, mean yeah. i have i have other thoughts again that are just like guys who are like roughly the same age and Great. the two the two that came to mind mostly were will smith and Cuba Gooding Jr. I sure. feel like Will Smith is not playing a part like this in this kind of film. Not in 95. No. 95 is the year of bad boys. 
yeah. Because he's got Fresh no. Prince of Bel Air. He's like, I'll lead your film. That's that's why I'm like, right. he's not playing this part. Totally, but, um, totally. But I, I can totally yeah. see that energy. I also see, and this is this is not the same right. kind of energy at all, but like a similar kind of like like machismo mm-hmm. would be like Mario Lopez. Yeah. You're not wrong. You You're know? not wrong. I, I mean, actually, more than Will Smith, I could actually see. He's still too old for it, but his Bad Boys co-star, Martin Lawrence, is like, is that, is that kind of like, or or Jamie Fox, like young Jamie Fox of that kind of okay. like, yeah. Where there's, it, there's like a playful right. swagger, to- that playful swagger where you're like, you are should be obnoxious, but you're also we like you yeah. as an audience, we like you, even though you're so frustrating to your on-screen girlfriend. The, a, a contemporary person who is yeah. yet another season two American Vandal pick is yes. Melvin Gregg who plays Demarcus Tillman Demar- who oh, I think is the standout so, from that so good that season in he's season incredible he plays Vandal. the basketball player yep. Yep, 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 yep. and he is it's just like remarkable watching him in yep. every scene you're like this guy is incredible yep. and he has I mean that is like that whole character is playful swagger yeah. so absolutely Um. so uh, because they didn't film Clueless in order in the party scene in the valley where uh, Dion freaks out because Murray right. is getting his head shaved, you'll notice that they're only shaving the very top of his head. That's because they still did film earlier scenes where he needed hair. So for at least a portion of the filming, he they only he only had the top of his head shaved. So he had like the horseshoe where he's bald on top oh and gosh. all the hair on the side. So he still has like the sideburns, which is why if you watch, you're like, wow, he's wearing hats a lot of this movie. So that way you see the little hair on the yeah. side, but you're not seeing that he's completely oh, bald no. on top. He said that he looked like a young George Jefferson. Oh, <laughs> he said, no. I look like just like Sherman Helmsley. Because <laughs> he's also got like the little mustache, little yeah. goatee. Um <laughs> Hey, luckily hats are an aesthetic of this film. I know, I know. Um, he also said about filming that party scene that it took a long time to shoot that scene. I remember falling asleep and being woken up by, you guessed it, Tara Reed, who was not in the movie, but just came by the set to hang out, which is really odd. I went to high school with Tara Reed, so when she woke me up, it was kind of like, yo, what are you doing here? Wow. Because you imagine you're on a film set, you get woken up by someone you went to high school with who's not in the film. It's like, I'd be so like, wait, where am I? What is happening? Oh my Did gosh. I just dream the last few years? <laughs> am I still in high school? Am I in math class? What's happening? What's going on? Why did you show up to Irene? Um, Which I think is so, so funny. Um, So there are three actors mm-hmm. that uh, auditioned for Murray or were considered or what have you. First up, Terrence Howard. I thought of him, but I chose not to put him on the list based on what you've told me about him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In our Iron Man episode. Right. Well, I mean, Cuba Gooding Jr. is uh, no picnic either. He's got... All right. Well, I don't t- know, I know, that. I know. I, but, Well, it's... it's. I know. That's fine. That's not on you. It's just it's like, you know, every day we're like, oh, great. Here's another actor no, that's, that's done true. awful, awful true. things or is being accused of awful, awful things. But when you're being accused by enough people, it makes it hard to give you the benefit of the doubt. Sure does. Cuba. Um, and same with Terrence, but he's also just like, uh, he's not funny. He's not a comedian. Well, that was so another like, that's thing. I was like, like, yeah. Cuba Gooding Jr. at least, like, is funny. Well, true, true. Know? But Donald Faison just has the, the playfulness oh, yeah. of the swagger. Which is why swagger. he went on to be on a sitcom that ran Very, very true. Years, very, very know? true. Um, second up was, this guy's a comedian, Dave Chappelle. Now, I thought he was around the same age, and I thought of him, but I was like... I don't know. I mean, he's how not as acting. exactly. He's not as much of an actor. Actor, Maybe but uh, Con Air, you know. <laughs> this is true. We did. We sure did see him in Con Air. Um, <laughs> which he's fine in Con Air. So you know. Well, oh, that's right. I forgot his film debut was Robin Hood Men in Tights in '93. Uh huh. So he's been. He was acting there, and he's he fine. Like, he's, he's perfectly serviceable as an actor. Where you're just like, of course, you're. He's going to be funny, but it's also like you'll sometimes see like comedians get put in movies and it's like you're funny because that's what you do but right. you don't necessarily know don't how necessarily to serve the story you're not an actor yeah. and some then grow and then whatever yada 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 but um 
I like Dave Chappelle. I think he'd been great. Um, and finally, he did not necessarily audition. He asked to audition. You guessed it. Paul Rudd, who did not realize that the character of Murray was black, which apparently it didn't specify in the script. Well, they don't say anything other than well, of in course. the way that they But the speak. script might still say in terms of the description of the character, but either he glossed over that or it did not specify. Because they could have also considered someone like Mario well, Lopez, of, someone who is... Honestly, one of the things yeah. I appreciate about this script is that other than they are clearly using like AAVE, African American Vernacular English mm-hmm. in places like... Other than that, which could have also been something that was adapted once they chose their actors. Yeah. There's no yeah. specification, which I really appreciate. It's yeah. just like these are just I agree. humans. Yeah. Especially for Deanna. It's like, and this is another equally rich, popular mm-hmm. girl to share. There's there's no just like, well, I'm the real popular girl. And Deanna's like my hang around friend. It's like, no, they're equally like they are on yeah, the same bees. level. They yeah. are queen bees. Um, but Paul Rudd didn't realize. So he asked, he's like, oh, can I audition for? Because apparently I was like, oh, I'll audition for everything. So he assumed that the character of Murray was a white teenager trying to act like a rapper. Oh, well, we did see. Uh, Can't hardly wait. Yes, exactly. With Seth Green, which yes. that is what that character is, yeah. um, which is a really great that the character of Murray in this is not. Mercifully, that. the movie ages yes. much better. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Um, but let's move on to Travis Birkenstock, played by Breckenmeyer. So what do you think of Tra- of uh, I was going to say, what do you think of Travis Birkenstock? What do you think? He's just that good in the character. <laughs> what do you think of Breckenmeyer? And uh, who'd you cast if you had to cast someone else? I told you last night that might be because they were both in the craft, but I always right. see this guy and I think his name is Skeet Ulrich because he looks like a guy who should be named Skeet. Yeah. But he's not. Instead, he's not. it's the equally strange Breckenmeyer. Breckenmeyer. Skeet Ulrich, I could have seen as Elton. Total. I could also oh, see. Or, or even Christian. Because he's got that, like... Because yeah. he looks... I mean, in Scream, he just looks like young Johnny Depp. So he's just like a very very pretty, pretty boy face. If you have the right face, hair length and you and like, style yeah, it the right way. Yeah. Hair does a lot of work for Sure him. does. Sure does. Um, as does Breckenmeyer's super long hair in this, yes. which I never... After this, it was like he's always got like short, he's very clean maybe cut. He was like, I'm tired of playing stoners and skateboarders. Uh, yeah, maybe I want to be considered for other things. Maybe I want to wear a tie, you know? <laughs> the goal, right? The dream. The dream. Um, I think he's wonderful. To me, like he personifies this actor in yeah. general and anything that I have seen him in, which has not been anything more recent. Mm-hmm. He typifies this like 90s stoner. So for me, it's really hard to imagine other people really being as successful right. as, as he is in yeah. this part, even though there are a few times where I'm like, behold the acting. <laughs> um, uh, but it's also meant to be heightened in those moments. Sure. He, ba- he runs yeah. out a window, you know, or tries. Oh, so um, funny when he, what is it? He just gets like his grade, his report card, and he tries to jump uh, out the window yeah. while Ashana's is like, and save the suicide attempts for after class. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so my thoughts um, are he, yeah. they they did well uh casting him Fine. my my first thought for someone uh contemporary would be um jay of jane silent bob jason muse jason muse just i was just like who else does stoner right right well i mean really that of that he's right for that age i mean contemporary he's like in his 40s I don't know. When was the last time I saw Mallrats? Well, I, well, Mallrats came out in 95. So my point being that if he's that age in 95, he's the right age to do this. Right. That's what I'm saying. Oh, when you said contemporary, I thought you meant no, to, no, like sorry. if you he's were to a, make it. No, 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 no. He's a I contemporary gotcha. of, excuse me, am I, I misspeak? Oh, it's I all good. I, I like, see what you're saying now. I'm like, really? Creepy. If Clueless was made today, you'd cast Jason Mewes? No. Okay. No. However, okay. Yes, if it was made today or even a few years ago, I have a couple of more contemporary options. Again, all from American Vandal and Booksmart. Um, so I have uh, Jimmy Tatro, who is the guy who is 
accused of being the vandal in season one yeah oh, yes who so sounds who sounds just like a baby vin diesel he's got like the totally. same like tuba voice but you totally buy this guy as like in the way a, back a slack the way back guy. boys the way back boys like he's just so funny he's, he's it's uh, it's like where did this yeah. guy come from yeah. youtube apparently but like when you're watching him in the series you're like this is an actor he's like so yeah. so it's you want someone of that kind of like this um, this is who you are yeah. Like you don't. You, it's it's almost not. It doesn't seem like acting, even though now in retrospect, like Breck and Meyer have seen him like stuff like whatever Rat Race and like totally, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. And you're like, oh, you of course are like nothing. I've never seen him anything like this character in anything else. Yeah. Then another option is mm-hmm. also in season one of American Vandal, but also mm-hmm. in Booksmart, mm-hmm. and that is Eduardo Franco, and he is the guy with the really really long hair, the long straight hair. Yes, he's yes, so yes, charming. He's so, and that's that's, that's that good. Is the thing that's that you good. Need that's for this typecasting, character. but like, totally. but in a good way. But where you're you like, need yeah. someone who it's like, yeah. I believe that you're kind of like a slacker, but also I need to really right. like you and root for you to get with Ty. It's fine. You want to come party with us? You just ask Miss Fine if she wanted to party with you. <laughs> Oh man, he's so good. He's so charming. Yeah. He's yeah. so funny. And he's really charming in, in American Vandal as well. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, For me, the only other person I can think of for Travis would be Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. That's all <laughs> I could think of. Which then I was like, I mean, technically it's a much more reined in, but Matthew Lillard, uh, I could Yes, I did think of him and then say, I was like, uh, no. Right. Yeah. Um, so Breck and Meyer had known Brittany Murphy for years before they filmed this oh. and they were very close friends. Well, which that is explains why, why they have magical chemistry. They have such chemistry. good chemistry. And every, yeah, the few moments where you see them on screen together, it's like your heart just bursts when he's, they're like talking about Marvin the Martian and like all of she drew her a drawings. Lot of the she, yeah, she loves Marvin. Why do you marry Marvin the Martian? <laughs> okay. Um, but fun fact, they both did voices on the show King of the Hill where Brittany Murphy was primarily the voice of Luann. She voiced that the entire time, but she also voiced the character of the teenager, Joseph Gribble, until Joseph hits puberty and was subsequently oh, voiced by Breckenmeyer. Fabulous. Isn't that great? Oh, uh, I thought that was so fun. That's a funny touch. Um, but yeah, he just had like a bunch of sweet things to say, like once uh, Brittany Murphy passed away about like about his friend and like how thankful he was to have been able to do Clueless and get to like act across with her. As he said, it was a lot more of a, they had a very like sibling relationship. Like it was never romantic. Yeah. It was just but like really like close, close, close. Because close. you don't need, because they're not the A plot couple. You don't right. need to see them kiss. You but, he, know? but he said, because she was like, she was like my like little sister to me. So if you watch like at the in the end scene, they were supposed to kiss as well, but he just kisses her on the forehead because he felt so awkward, like kissing her. <laughs> oh that's oh, good I thought it was so sweet um so two other actors that I saw that were up for Travis right off the bat Owen Wilson well that makes sense that I can't believe I didn't think of that that makes sense wow look at that Marvin the Martian um I guess but he always like even when he was young he still seems too old and might... true but energetically energetically that stoner energy, absolutely that kind of like sure you buy him as someone who like right. sits on the lawn all day yeah yeah because the movie Bottle Rocket came out in 1996 and the short film was based on was 93, which is kind of like the, that film was like the first like big thing, even though the, it bombed. I mean, that was also that was Wes Anderson's first movie and it like did not make any money. Um, but it was still like the first thing he did that like slowly started to get him like, no, I'm in. Wow. Look, look at that Anaconda coming at me. Wow. Wow. Wow, indeed. Wow, Jackie Chan, yeah, we're I, in the Old West. I wouldn't wow. have put him on my list as someone I would want to see in this role, but right. I might have thought of him as a Energetically, potential... right. I get why he would be on the list. Yeah. Um, and we've, we just mentioned him 
a few minutes ago, Seth Green. Well, once you were talking about that, I was like, I bet Seth yeah. Green was up for this yeah. part. Who he was like, I mean, he was a child star. He was in... Yeah. The guy's been around. Yeah, he was in the TV movie of It with Tim Curry back in like 1990. Um, and now he's one of the kids. One of the kids. Um, and also speaking of, uh, in 1995, he was busy doing a little show called Step by Step, which he had an, a, a, an episode or two of. Wow. See, I don't remember him because uh, I was really into that Andrew Keegan type. Sure. See, I was like, um, but also Seth Green and Breckin Meyer have been friends since they were 16. So they have a production company together. They've worked together on primarily P- Robot Chicken, which Seth Green oh, created. And Breckin Meyer has done the Seth voice. Seth Green created Robot Chicken? Mm-hmm. And he's the executive producer of. Cool. And Breckin Meyer has done the voice for like uh, 100 million episodes of it. Sure. Um, right. And they've also, they did some movie that did not look good called Changeland together. But they're like, they're like best friends. So oh, they like, you know, um, which I think is funny. Well, that was funny that like imagining them like helping each other run lines and like, all right, good luck, Seth. Good luck, Breckin. <laughs> Good luck, Breck. Good luck, Breck. And Owen is there just being like, wow, do you guys know each other? Wow. He would be surprised by everything, I feel. <laughs> I hope so. I just wanted to say <laughs> uh, Um. Okay, let's very briefly discuss Amber. Uh, Amy Jo, your thoughts on Elisa Donovan as Amber, and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? She's delightful. Boy, can she wear a, a Some... wacky ensemble. Yeah. Um, and she's she looks great. I oh, think yeah. she delivers the the like she's the right note in the orchestra, yeah. and she delivers it hard. I think it's really fun. My thoughts. I found a lot of people who are like relatively contemporary that I think are also funny people. Mm, great. First off the bat, I would love to see Maya Rudolph in this part. Oh yeah, she's so funny. Yeah 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 yeah. Um, love I it. then thought thinking ahead toward being paired with Paul Rudd later, Marguerite Moreau, who in Wet Hot American Summer yes. plays Katie, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. who I really haven't seen in all that much except for all the Wet Hot American Summer yeah, stuff. But she's very funny in yeah. that. You know? yeah, like, she's, and she's, she she's obviously she's is great. also like, w- I would believe is like a super hot popular girl. Sure. You know? yeah. um, and then this is just because I love her so much and it, it amuses me with the Gwyneth Paltrow Emma, Tony Collette. I was trying to find a role for Tony Collette and that she's yeah. a little older than some of them. She's still younger than Stacey Dash. But, Which um, is bananas to think of. Right. Because she's like in her 20s when she sure did. she's still younger than Stacey Dash. I mean, she was in her no, 20s she is, she, when she did she The Sixth in, Sense. She was born in 71. In 99. So <sighs> Tony Collette is like, but it's like, she are like, oh, you're just a grown mother of Haley Joel Osment. No, so you're it's... just using an accent. <laughs> are you young? Are you using, are you, are you, are you grown up or are you using an accent? <laughs> Just don't tell anybody I'm Australian. Uh, um, but she's yeah. she's magnificent. Yeah. And she's so funny. And right. I have seen play a version yeah. of that kind of character and I feel like would slay. Totally. And as we discussed before, I like Angelina Jolie in this character. Think be really or fun. even Gwyneth Paltrow, I think like is more in this, where it's totally. just kind of this like you you need someone who's like so similar to Sharon Dion, but just but a little more sour. Yeah, exactly. Just a little more soured. Um only one other actor that was up for this, which was once again Zoe Deschanel, which is like a weirder fit. It would just, it would be a little different. Because she's also so young. Like, if anything, I could yeah. have seen her more as Ty, just because of yeah. how young she is compared to the rest of the cast. Yeah. Um, plus to Amber, where you want, like, that little, at least the same age, whatever. She just, she just reads a little older. She reads. She does read a little older, yeah. I yeah. don't know how old that actor actually is, but. Um, I'm not sure either. Off the top of my head. Um, and finally, we have Mel Horowitz, played by Dan Hedaya, uh, who said he considered Clueless and his role as Mel as one of his favorite filmmaking experiences. Uh, well, every line is a joke. How he's could you not some of the best it? lines. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. I just rewatched um, Blood Simple, the Coen Brothers' first film, which he's in. And he's mm. great in that. And I'm just like, oh, right, Dan Hedaya, you rule. You rule, sir. So good in everything. So good. Um, but yeah, so uh, who would you cast if you had to cast 
for someone else. What I have written under Mel is in all caps, only Dan, comma, there is only Dan, exclamation yep. point. I, so I... that <laughs> is it. <laughs> Thank you for putting down your little notebook with all your notes to emphasize that. Emphatically. Um, two other actors who were up for the role. Harvey Keitel, who was deemed too expensive, which I get, it's kind of, I mean, totally, Dan Hedaya yeah. is kind of like the, the, and I say this with a love, the poor man's Harvey Keitel in some ways. I would of say that, like, more like just the, that Harvey Keitel is the prestige Dan Hedaya. It, that, that's what I mean. Yes. Harvey Keitel is like, oh, we can't afford Harvey, Harvey Keitel. Maybe like Dan Hedaya or like Danny Aiello is also seems like on par mm-hmm. with, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, seemed on par with uh, Dan Hedaya. Yeah. Um, I feel like Dan Hedaya also is in everything, you know? I suppose. I mean, I. I, he he works all the time, but he's not like in the way. Yes. Whatever Harvey Keitel is, he doesn't have an Oscar nomination. The but, point the point being, they're both great. They're very different actors, but Harvey Keitel is more of like more films. Dan Hedaya is more TV. I mean, he came from Cheers, sure. was like his first big yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, but regardless, he's so so good he's in so this. Good. Harvey Keitel so would have been fine, but like Dan Hedaya is just has like such a lovable grouch he's more energy, lovable and he's yeah. also just I think funnier. I agree. I agree, and. Jerry Orbach was offered the role, but could not fit it in around his law and order schedule. I love Jerry Orbach. <laughs> Which Jerry Orbach may not have been in the film, but his cousin was. Ron Orbach, as the driving instructor where Cher fails oh gosh, her driving exam. <laughs> I, when we were watching, I was like, this character actor crushes. Oh, Oh, that's wonderful. Um, and yeah, it's, I never would have pictured Jerry Orbach for this role for Mel, because just in terms of like I don't know how very different energy, very hard edged. But yeah, he's still he's so fun and right. so funny. Yeah, of course. And also has done a ton of TV, obviously. Obviously. Also, an iconic character on Murder She Wrote. If you don't know, <laughs> look it up. Um, but yeah, so he he also if you're looking for someone with that kind of quippy, mm. more sitcom i don't I don't mean sitcom derogatorily i mean right. more someone who understands that really strong yeah. comedic rhythm and also it's being like i gotta come in i've got like five lines all yeah. of them have to get laughs and then mm-hmm. i gotta peace out for another 20 minutes you know yeah definitely that's something you learn in the theater <laughs> the theater darling um and so those are all the characters that i found other casting options for so i want to do a special game for this episode okay as we said clueless was originally conceived as a tv show before being made into a movie but after the success of the film, a TV spinoff, also created by Amy Heckerling, ran for 62 episodes between 1996 and 1999. I saw the first few of these because this was like, I feel like this was like Saturday morning. Oh, wow. Um, like a long, or, or, I watched one episode one time once. Yes, I see. Or it was like a, or it was like a temporary like Friday TGI. I feel like it was like within TGI Friday, I was either watching it or it was like, here's a sneak peek of Clueless premiering tomorrow. Check it out. Mm. Um, or something like that. I could be mistaken on that. I but- saw an episode where she meets a guy, I think a college aged guy named Sonny. And that's how she knows they're meant to date because <sighs> they're Sonny and Cher. They get it. And, and he's like, hey. I got you, babe. She's like, you know what? Probably, I got you, babe. I Probably that's a joke in, in the app. I love it. So for this game, some of the actors from the movie reprised their roles in the TV series. Some made a guest appearance as a different character. And some never appeared on the show. So I'm going to quickly go through the list of characters. And Amy Jo, you have to guess. Reprised their role? Guest spot? Or nada? And let's start with a few actors we didn't touch on in the alternate casting section. Specifically... Those sweet little lovebirds, Wallace Shawn as Mr. Hall and Twink Kaplan as Miss Geist. Also, Twink Kaplan, 
best friends with Amy Heckerling. And that's oh. why she cast her in the film. She was like, I gotta give a part of my best friend. It was fantastic. <laughs> oh, she sure was. So right off the bat, Wallace Shawn as Mr. Hall. Reprised, he, he guest did reprise spot, I do know that because I remember. You remember him. that. But what about Twain Kaplan as Miss Geist? I don't remember. So I'm going to say she was not in the show. Incorrect. She reprised. Of oh, course, her, well, her best friend Heckerling is going to be like, well, let me give you three seasons worth what, of solid TV money. Doing, what know? else are you doing? Alicia Silverstone is Cher. No. That is correct. Nada. I don't remember who played it, but she did not do it. The role of Cher was taken over by Rachel Blanchard, who's been in, seen in such shows as Are You Afraid of the Dark? <gasps> Seventh Heaven, Flight of the Concords, Peep Show, and oh. season one of Fargo. Yeah. Wow. I know. Well, that's um, an, she's that's a, she's, I think she's a Canadian movie. actress. I was about to say, is she American? She's Canadian, but it was still like not British in terms of how she wound up on Flight of the Concords. She's in two episodes as Sally, which she's like. Flight of the Concords, they're, they're Kiwi. Oh, I'm sorry. They're Kiwi. Of course, of course, of course. Right, right, right. I, for, peep, for, peep show, is, for Peep Show. For Peep Show is what, British, I, is what yeah. I meant. Right, 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 right. Um, Don't send us tweets about it, folks. We got you, it straight. You, you know what? If you want, please send your angriest tweets to whoever is at and almost starring on Twitter because that is not us, as we've established. Enjoy. <laughs> Stacey Dash as Dion. Mm, no. She reprised her role as Dion for the show. See, I don't know anything. Donald Faison as Murray. I think he did. Sure did. Okay. Absolutely. The two of them came back together for the show. Brittany Murphy as Ty. No. But did she play another part? You are correct. She did a guest spot as New York tough chick Jasmine in the episode Driving Me Crazy. The character of Ty was taken over by this actress, Heather Gottlieb, for three episodes. I feel like, like I know that name. She's not done a lot. This is kind of the biggest thing she did. She might, she, maybe she does theater, but I... Hmm. Maybe I'm just conflating the name. Maybe Possibly. I'm conflating her with Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> that seems most logical. <laughs> oh, shoot. Okay, well, Brittany Murphy is focusing on her film career, so she's not going to come back for Ty. So who could we get to fill in for Ty? Hey! I heard that you're having a cast in here for some show. Rolling with the homies. <laughs> I was over there screaming my Yago lines for Return of Jafar in the sound booth. You need me to scream something? Oh my gosh. Yago um, has a song in Return of Jafar that's like, <laughs> Hey, I'm little, but playing it second fiddle, but I don't get no respect. That's like all I remember. But Aaron and I, my brother and I used to wow, sing that. Wow, I did not realize that Gilbert Gottfried was in our recording studio. Transformative. I think we can all agree. Oh boy. Oh boy. But yeah, the character was like in like the pilot, two other episodes early on. And then I don't know what happened to her. If she transferred or if they were just like, let's get her out of here. Um, Justin Walker as Christian. No. That is correct. As far as I could tell, the character was never on the show either. Mm-hmm. Um, it did not get replaced by another actor. Jeremy Sisto as Elton. Hmm. Nope. I'm just going to go with, I mean, I'm going to be wrong most of the time. Well, and I don't just, know why I'm so invested. It's just a game. It's a game, darling. But um, no. And as far as I could tell, the character was never on the show either. That they just like, like, we don't need this guy around. We don't need this nah. dead weight. What about Breckenmeyer as Travis Birkenstock? I'm going to go with he did a guest spot in another role. That is correct. He mm-hmm. guest starred as Harrison, a secret Harrison? crush of shares in the episode, Do We With Bad Haircuts Not Feel? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing title. As you could guess, Cher gets a very unfortunate haircut in that oh episode. My gosh, uh, and just, gets ostracized. Oh. Just love. I mean, it's I classic Cher to take a yeah. Shylock line and make it about her haircut. That's it beautiful. sure is. It sure is. Um, and as far as I can tell, the character of Travis didn't appear as well, sure. which, if your if tie you're is high, getting phased yeah, out, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Elisa Donovan is Amber. Uh, sure. She did. She reprised her role Great. for the okay, show. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Dan Hedaya is Mel. No. 
That is correct. The role of Mel was taken over at first by this actor, Doug Sheehan, uh, probably best known for Knott's Landing. Mm. And then for a few episodes near the end by uh, Michael Lerner, who is this Academy Award nominated character actor. If you're not familiar with him, he was nominated for Barton Fink, the Coen Brothers movie. He's also been seen in Godzilla as Mayor Ebert, uh, Elf. And you've just seen him recently, both of us together, in this very silly Netflix short Frankenstein's monsters, monster Frankenstein. He's like the older guys, like eat, eat the chili. Oh, that, that, that guy, that guy. Oh, that's Michael amazing. Lerner. He's oh, I love a that great actor. character actor. Um, oh, who I love. Wow. So he he took over for Dan Hedaya. I can see that they're very different, yeah. and yet they are yeah. in the same kind of pocket. Lovably of grumpy. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> I believe he likes to argue. I know. And finally, Paul Rudd as Josh. No. Amy Joe. He had a guest spot in the episode. I got you, babe. As Sonny. No! That was Paul Rudd! That's Paul Rudd! I lost I had to bite the insides of my cheeks when you were mentioning, like, I always saw one episode was like, some guy named Sonny. Crying! Listen at home, maybe Joe is crying. Oh my watched that like in high school when well, you just I weren't had... as aware of who paul rudd was no i wasn't well because i didn't maybe he's got a disguise maybe he's got... oh maybe he's got a sunny mustache i think he has a mustache like sunny hair i'm wrong i'm he sure could, he should, he could. no oh. way oh man oh, oh that's, that's good funny. that is funny no i did because oh. i don't think i was really super aware of who paul rudd was till we started watching wet hot american summer obsessively in college mm. um, yeah. which is yeah. around when it came out it was like what, yeah. a one something came like out that? i think 2000 yeah so yeah. i started watching it in like 2001 2002 Oh man, that's humbling. That is that's hilarious. hilarious. That is wow. So good. Uh, you really got me good. I mean, sometimes I get you good, but I think that time, I mean, you got yourself. <laughs> Buzzing. <laughs> but the role of Josh was taken over by David Lasher, probably best known for playing Vinny on Blossom. Not a show I watched. Sure, but I have a special connection to David Lasher. <laughs> I was supposed to shoot a movie with that guy. Where we would have been in a love triangle with the same woman, but the lead actress, who was also one of the producers, fell down a flight of stairs and oh, broke her back. To be and the movie, movie got shelved indefinitely. Yes, he was supposed to be in that movie. Now, the sort of home, I'm sure you're gasping. The actress producer had a full recovery, which is the important thing, clearly. Yeah. Um, but the movie was shelved and is, as far as I know, is never going to happen. Well, but not in this, I not in this totally forgot because, like, the, um, the writer and, like, the guy that I mainly talked to that cast me and it was like oh and like maybe 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 you know like the other guy we've got he's just like kind of like a child star who's like now is like doing more stuff again um, i was like david lasher is like he was in like blossom it was this and i was like sure um i didn't watch blossom oh, and i man. didn't remember the clueless show but then when doing this research and looking it up i was like why is this name so familiar and i went back through the mess my e- the emails and i was like <gasps> oh man i almost did a movie with this dude how bizarre <laughs> yeah you were like you were I was, I, I, yeah, I was like, go cancel, I, I was yeah. supposed to film in LA. I was oh. canceling, canceling classes and work to be like, okay, I'm going to go off and, well, it's a little rougher for the actress who broke her back, but no, she's right. doing better, which is the important you're thing. Right, I mean, right. for me, it was just like, whatever that, that kind of, kind of woofed for like a few weeks as I was trying to like, okay, what can I yeah. book yeah. or do to, for, for money now to make up for that? Weirdly, you then did a show where you played, uh, someone in love with their stepsister. That is true. Oddly relatable. Yeah. <laughs> and, and not even X. So it's a no. little more taboo. A little more taboo. <laughs> uh, 
all right, final thoughts on Clueless. I mean, do you have anything we haven't touched on or just your thoughts on the film or the casting? Anything else come to mind? Mm, no, I mean, it's okay. delightful. I think it holds talked, up. It there's holds like up. there's like one or two where you're just like, oh, you're using... I think Tina Turner line was it, very Well, that and you're using the R word to describe. Yes, uh, that yeah, was so which is just like, good. Which is things like we learn, we move sure on, do. but you're also just like, you gotta still have to like, you can't you can't just ignore it. You kind of still no. have to be like, well, that's unfortunate, and sure would be nice if that wasn't Not in this film. That. Yeah, right, right, right. Same with Stacey Dash. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, but other than that, yeah. um, it's yeah, it's delightful. Yeah. It's really I mean, fun. That yeah, I mean, there's just jokes, um, jokes on jokes, jokes on jokes, and it's just so smart, and it's really it doesn't like it makes fun of her, but doesn't like mock. Her, you know what like it's yeah. you know what i mean i'm not describing yeah. it well but it's like it's it's loving. it's like if the character was aware of like what being laughed at she would she would be like oh let me learn from that it's like not you're not laughing at you're laughing yeah. at the character you're laughing at the character but then the character grows so yeah. it's also it's okay you're you're, you're invited to like laugh at how um she's materialistic and her right she's donating her skis and like right you you think they're gonna need skis like well well, daddy like they still might like whatever like everything i'm sure that includes athletic athletic exactly yeah so funny where you're just like but like the heart's in the right place yes the brain is not always but she's also like it's just that she's not you you get the sense that also it's just she's not ever been challenged totally and and so she's just not because in her social world yeah like that's not what's valued. Right. So for right. survival, you lean into what is valued. Yeah. And, you know, it's a, it's kind of like she's the, it's almost like this is the high school version and then like Elle Woods takes over for, mm. Blo- you know, it's almost yeah. like you could see that being a, so, uh, uh, some kind of progression. I mean, especially, if, I mean, especially knowing Reese Witherspoon was in it, you can, ap- I can absolutely see if this was, if Legally Blonde was like a sequel to Clueless. Yeah. If she went from Clueless into I mean, clearly, then you'd be like, "Well, I guess her and Josh broke up," um, which, womp, womp, womp. Um, like, which I guess in the show they, I, know. I, don't, I don't know if the show was like a continuation of the movie, or, or if the it was show just was like, like set in the world. The, exactly, the movie yeah. didn't exist, so maybe the first few episodes is why is you have like Ty. That's you have Ty coming like coming to the school, like it's like a redo almost, um, which I can't remember off the top of my head, but I know there's other like movie to TV show adaptations that have mm. done that, where you're kind of recreating. The first few episodes yeah, are like, you're, you're like, doing the movie again, and now you're like, now we can do our, our own thing. thing. Now we can do our own David Pumpkins. David S. Um, Pumpkins. My apologies, David S. Pumpkins. <laughs> so I wanna, my final thoughts, I want to end on these two little things. I agree with everything you said about this film. I did not mention, in the scene where we meet Ty, the principal of the school, like, brings her in. Right. We only, we, I think we only see him in that one little I think scene. So. Yeah. Um. So his name is Herb Hall. And as I said before... Amy Heckerling was auditing classes at Beverly Hills High School. He is the real-life drama teacher at Beverly Hills High School. Or at least he was. I think he's retired now. But he had been teaching daily at the school for over a decade. And Heckerling thought it'd be fun to give him a tiny little role. so um, sweet. Which I adore. I love that. Well, especially, like, if you could give it to the real principal or you could be like, no, I'm going to give it to the yeah, drama the drama teacher. Te- come on. Well, I, I like to imagine that she had, like, all the teachers audition and was like, well, clearly the drama teacher is the they one all, with the chops. the only one who got it. <laughs> amazing oh that's what i yeah. love that i love that and then i love this other final quote from heckerling because because there was a i had some like murray shaving his head at the party and like some things like mm-hmm. that there was like an oral history specifically about that scene so there's a lot of great great quotes and like fun trivia um some of which we got into and some which we didn't have time to because this podcast is already uh running on Sorry. um so i'm gonna end with this sorry not sorry heckerling said 
Quote, at one point in the scene, I wanted to see that the party was getting later into the evening. Somebody would be throwing up in the swimming pool, and a couple would be making out in the pool, you know. I forgot about the throwing up into the that pool. Was that was gross. That was really vile. Me and the ADs were saying that if any of the extras wanted to play a couple in the swimming pool that would be making out, they would get extra money for that because they would be wet. So, you know, a couple of people volunteered. A cute guy and a cute girl. And I thought, well, they'll make a nice couple. So we asked them if they wanted to do it, and they looked at each other and thought, yeah, okay. Years later, I was walking down Melrose, and I hear some people going, Amy, Amy. And I turn oh around, gosh. and it was them. No. They met that night. They're engaged. She shows me the ring that's been in his family. They became a couple, and when I met them on the street, they were engaged. I don't know how that marriage worked out, but it was really sweet. <laughs> so hopefully, the that kooky crazy make-out couple of the pool... It all worked out, and they're happily married I this definitely, day. I, I did a movie where there were some extras who were supposed to be, like, making out on the couch, and those extras <gasps> definitely were all over each other, like, oh, in wow. the holding room and everything. Uh, I, oh. I was like, okay. I mean, good for you, but also, <laughs> wow, it's 6 a.m., you know? <laughs> I was like, oh, well, that's an interesting development. Oh, good for you. I, you're having a better day than I am. <laughs> well, you'll win some. You lose some. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Amy Jo. Uh, yes, Jeff. What are you recommending this week? Um, I want to recommend a film that I'm sure many of our listeners have heard of or, mm-hmm. or possibly seen, but I just love it so much. And I feel like more people, I think a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I should watch that. And you know what? I'm telling you, you should. It's The Handmaiden. Yes, yes, you yes, You can yes, yes. watch it. Not the, the not the Handmaid's Tale. Tale. I'm not misstating a television <laughs> show based on a book. No, it is a film. Mm-hmm. It's a Korean film. Korean oh my gosh, it is stunning. It gorgeously is so shot. gorgeously shot. It is based on um, this book called Fingersmith, mm, yes, yes, yes. which is a, a British book. Oh my gosh, I'm not even going to say any more than that. Other than like, it. It's intoxicating and it's wonderful and I'm obsessed with the characters and the aesthetic and I, I, yeah. Yeah. I've very eloquently told you, (laughs) go watch it. I, I fully agree. And it's like, do you want to give at least like a somewhat of a hint of a genre at least of like. You're better at that than me. To me it's just good. Sure, sure. I'll say like the it because it's not really spoiling because it's the very, the premise at the very beginning is this handmaiden who is purposely going to be the handmaid into this 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 woman uh with the intent of like trying to like rook her out of out of some money with this right. other guy but the well, intention is to try to like yeah basically like she's this uh the the lead is this young i believe japanese thief and uh there's this other guy who's like a master forger right right and he's posing as a count to try and to try to this woo, wealthy right Korean with the help of her as the handmaiden being, being like oh handmaiden. my gosh have you seen how exactly the count exactly and you. that's like only, that's like the first 10 minutes and then it starts going like in a million different directions uh all it, of them great it's a lot of fun it's 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 it is a little hitchcockian yeah i would describe it so that's that's what it, like a, 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 with like a, a korean hitchcockian yeah. yeah absolutely it's gorgeous absolutely. it's sumptuous oh so good uh, Jeff. Yeah, Amy Jo. What you recommending? So glad you asked. I want to recommend the show High Fidelity on Hulu, which stars Zoe Kravitz as Rob, a record store owner who begins looking back over her failed relationships, trying to see what went wrong. I have never cared for the movie of High Fidelity. The place, John I saw, Cusack I know. with Zoe well, that's, Kravitz. That's what I was like, oh, 
if you get put Zoe Kravitz as your lead, opposed to John Cusack, it makes your property a lot more interesting. Mm. Um, but the show is so fun. It has an amazing soundtrack and a ton of really great uh, supporting actors rounding up the cast around Kravitz, who's also exceptional. Uh, and as we're recording this, I just found out the other day it got canceled. Hulu is not going to bring it back for a second season, Hello. which really stinks. Um, so another streaming service still potentially could pick it up, I think, is like the idea is what they're mm. hoping for. So who knows? Watch who knows? It, give it some numbers. Um, but you should absolutely watch it. And if you, you know, if you haven't checked it out because you either are a fan of the movie and you're like, well, I don't need to see a show. I've already seen the movie. It's like it takes what's in the movie and just expands on it in such beautiful like rich ways and if you don't like the movie like me the show has such a different feel and energy to it and is is just really cool it's just a cool show and a fun time so check it out check it out and that is what we're recommending this week do you have a movie that you'd love for us to break down the casting of email us at and almost starring at gmail.com you can also find us on Instagram at and almost starring. And also check out our Facebook page at and almost starring. And if you're feeling so inclined, head on over to iTunes and maybe give us a little, I don't know, what do you think, Amy Joe? A rating and maybe a review I and or the and review, review should say, oh. gosh, you guys are great. <laughs> I love movies, exclamation point. And the rating should be five stars. Please, Yes, please write exactly. <laughs> gosh, you guys are great. I love movies. <laughs> Five stars. Five stars. No, but truly, like, it's so stupid, but all that stuff really does help uh, yeah. algorithmically and help people discover the pod. So it'd yeah. be doing us a real solid. And if you do that and enough people discover the pod, then we'll stop saying this spiel at the end of every episode, which I know you would like, so you don't have to fast forward through it. I go, bada bing, I <laughs> bada get bang. it, I All get right, it. guess the episode is done. Next. Um... <laughs> But seriously, thank you listeners for listening because we really love doing this podcast. And now this is our, what is it, 12th? I think this is our 12th episode. Jeff, unless I I'm. Don't <laughs> I don't know. I just sit here in this closet and say words. Or, you know what? This might be your 13th. This might be our, ooh, our unlucky 13th ooh. episode. Um, regardless, whatever episode this is, we've been having a delightful time. Um, and we hope this, you know, in these weird, weird, dark, awful, awful times, that this brings you even like. A little laughter to your day. Just a little um, chuckle. A little, a, little ch- a little chuckle and a little yuckle. Until next time, I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm like Amy Jackson. And as if, thanks for joining us to see who almost starred. <laughs>